Welcome to Red Dead Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero like May Rigo. What's up, man? I'm a Catholic whore, currently enjoying Congress out of wedlock with my black Jewish boyfriend who works at a military abortion clinic. So hail Satan and have a lovely afternoon, madam. Oh, very nice. That, that, like that's, that? That's, that's, bravo, sir. Bravo. bravo. I wasn't going to attempt the fucking Colin Firth accent, but at least I got the uh, lines in front of me. You know what? I, 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 I you know, I, I fuck with you about your, your, your impressions and, and. I think you know that more times than not, I'm really kind of fucking with you. But when I say I don't like them, there's are it, there are a couple. It varies. <laughs> there are a couple I don't I don't like, but there are some that I actually do genuinely enjoy, and I'd say something negative more for effect than I do for my actual feeling. And sure, your statham is actually pretty fucking good. So oh, really, yeah, I th- I think so because I mean I I just listen to you know five hours of it when I was editing, you know, for for the Fast and the Furious not that long ago, and it, it was pretty good. I mean, I uh, yeah, I liked it, Thanks. personally. Thanks. I, my, my statham is basically, it's, it's two lines. It's one is, he doesn't say, do you know what I mean? He says, no, I mean. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then the other one, which is like, even if this is not a lie in every one of his movies, it's 100% believed it would be in every one of his movies, which is, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to kick you right in the face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm, pretty do, sure, gonna... I'm pretty sure that's in a bunch. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if it's not in every fucking Statham movie, it should be, because it might as well be. It's like, well, I'm going and... to just grab you by the hair. I'm going to kick you right in the face. <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta do shit. You can do about it. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, you know who also does a halfway decent one, and it's meant to be playful, but it's still pretty fucking good. Is um, Seth Green? Oh, Seth, really? Seth Green does one because oh, there's a scene in an Italian job where because they're both in that. Do you know what I've seen them talking about? I, I do. I forgot. I forgot that that was a thing. And he's like, "I'm gonna need your truck, your keys, and your truck." And your shirt, you know, yeah. and and maybe your virginity if it's on the menu. You like it's, it's that whole him having the dialogue of what he's imagining the conversation is is Dude, so Seth funny. Green is is definitely an underrated voice actor. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, he oh. he does like ninety percent of Robot Chicken, if I'm right. Like he he's a, uh, he de- he definitely does fifty percent because they rely on a lot of guest celebrities. And yeah, of course. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What with the the roster of of the of the, of the dais of the revolving dais of voice actors and robot chicken is absolutely amazing. Like Sarah Michelle Gellar is in like almost all the episodes. She's a lot of them. Yeah. The interesting thing for me about South Green is he's so good on robot chicken, and I don't disagree with you about his his ability. Right. Like I a hundred percent agree with you, but. I can almost always pick him out on Family Guy when he's not being Peter or uh, Chris. I mean, I I I know he's doing something different when he's being Chris, but when he's when he's doing anyone else, it's just basically angry Seth Green. Like he's not even trying. <laughs> it's true, and I and the same thing. I can still pick him out in Robot Chicken. He's got one of those Robin Williams impression sure, voices where you know sure. it's the person doing the impression. But he's but good at it. He's really he's good. good at it. It's yeah, a good, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like there are like even Seth MacFarlane, like Peter Griffin doesn't sound like Brian, and Brian doesn't sound like Stewie, and Stewie doesn't sound like Quagmire. No, no, yeah. Whereas like 
you know, Seth Green is Chris. Like, ah, dad, I, I, I just want to draw. Like, whatever. The, like, it's right. It, but what I love is that it started out as an impression of uh, Ted Levine. From, is that what it South. is? Uh, yeah, it's um. Oh, she a great big fat person like that. That voice. If you listen, if you watch early Family Guy, Chris sounds like Buffalo Bill, and then he, you know, then he kind of like. Yay! Like, kind of drags out the more mania version of himself and sure. lightens the yeah. Sure. Um, not, not not to get into a whole like Seth MacFarlane Family Guy thing, but I was watching an outtake. The like, not I don't even think they were outtakes, but I think they were like gag reel stuff for the first Ted movie. Okay. And he couldn't get because because he directed that uh, yeah. Seth MacFarlane, and he couldn't get Mila to to deliver the line the way he wanted it. Like he, he, she just wasn't doing what he wanted, not fighting with him, but she just, she was doing it. And he's like, no, do it again. And whatever. Right. Mm. And he, to motivate her after, I don't remember how many takes she goes, if you get this right, I will never make you sing on family guy again. And she fucking nailed it. Like first try. Yeah. And, but they all had a huge laugh about it before, she did it. It was just funny to me, and I don't know why that stands out to me, but it does. So, anyway, I think I never realized how many musical numbers there were on Family Guy until I saw that outtake. I think that's what, yeah. There's a lot of musical numbers. No, there, on, there are. On. I just don't think I ever really, like, put it together until I saw. Um, All right, so based on my intro, we are here yeah. for the Kingsman trilogy. Oh, I thought we were doing the Family Guy movie. <laughs> There's there's a Family Guy movie? No, that's <laughs> well, it's, there kind of is. There was one called Stewie: The Untold Story that was sort of a directed DVD. It, it was direct, yeah, which it's actually not have bad. It's yeah. it's just a long ass episode. My my preference are the Star Wars spoofs. The I agree. Uh, I know. I agree. You, I agree with you there. The Blue Harvest. Do you, yeah. Do well, do you know what that collection's called? Uh, the overall collection. No, I know the first one. First one's called Blue Harvest. I don't. Yeah. Blue Harvest is also what the. It was a. The, it was the behind the scenes for one of the. It, like, yeah, the it was. Names. It was like the fake title for the original Star Wars. Was it the original one? Okay, I couldn't yeah. remember if it was the original one or Empire. But and then the second one is called uh, something 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 Dark Side, and oh, then the right. third one is called It's a Trap. But right. Collectively, they're known as Laugh It Up Fuzzball. That's awesome. That right. is that is pretty pretty awesome. So. But no, we're talking about fucking Kingsman. We're we're still kind of going into our spy month and a half of what we're doing. Yeah, I, we so. we kind of broke it up with Fast and the Furious. Although you would you would say no because of like the latter portion of that franchise. But you know, no, um, I would say that the latter half of the films are more spy. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying we broke up the spy month, and you're saying oh, no oh, because of the latter half of of the the franchise there, but I, I don't view part ones and part twos of us splitting up episodes as like separate entities. I view it as one franchise. I, just I, I didn't say long. that either. I said, the, I just said you, you would say no from the latter half of the franchise, not from our episodes. I wasn't, That's you know, right. anyway. Um, but yeah, we're doing Kingsman. Um, which, which first off, I, 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 I gotta, it's not that I didn't want to do it, but I want to thank you for kind of getting me to watch it again because I hadn't watched, especially the first one, probably in about seven or eight years. Like I watched it not long after it came out in fourteen. I probably didn't see it till like fifteen. You know, I thought but, it was, I thought it was fifteen. Mm-mm. According to this, it's fourteen. Oh, weird. 
14, 17, and 21 is right. the the numbers that I got here. But um, it, so I probably didn't see it in like seven years. And honestly, forgot. I mean, I, I remember the overall concept. Like, I didn't completely forget the movie. But like, there were parts of it I had not remembered. I went, oh, shit. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, so like, I, I was, it was these were fun. I I enjoyed doing this. Is well, kind of what I'm getting at. So. And and weirdly enough, I hadn't. I didn't even when we were doing our. You know, what's the next spy franchise we're doing? Like Born and Mission. Sure. I never even thought of Kingsman until the King's Man, which is the third film, but the yeah. first prequel launched on HBO as well as Hulu, if I remember correctly. Right, but I think you have to have a I think you have to have an HBO subscription to watch it on Hulu. I didn't attempt to, but because I have both. But um the thing yeah, that I, I, didn't, I didn't look, but the thing that I, I, I and we I, I wish we could take credit for this and and honestly we didn't say that I didn't say this we probably could have but I like that we kind of started with more serious spy films, meaning like Born's not a comedy. Mission's not a comedy. You know, right. and now we've kind of done something that's funny, we've or, or at least a little more ridiculous, if not funny, right? And then mm-hmm. we've got another one that I'm not going to spoil here. That's that's in that same vein. And then we have another one after that that just takes it off the fucking edge of the cliff, but it's mm-hmm. on purpose. So I like that we've kind of done this like transition of like serious to silly, you know? So right. And it was just weird kidsmen, like about how. Oh like, yeah, it was. I wish. I wish we were that intelligent to plan uh, it that way. It was pure coincidence and just perfect timing. Yeah. So yeah. and 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 ultimately, I like the franchise, and you like you. I would argue. I do. You yeah. Like no, I I do. I would say yeah, I do. Yeah. So I do want to rank these. I want to start with ranking these. I know it's only the three films, but I do want to yeah. rank them. So tell me yours, because I I I I. I'm thinking we might be on the same page. If not, we're close. So mine is mine is one, two, three, but three and two can be in like it's like one and as you put it, like one, one A and one, you know, okay. one B. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I like the first one the best, but then it's like like I if, if I saw the golden circle, which is the second one who people who don't know, yesterday, and it's been a long time since I saw it, I would have said one three two but now i'm kind of like yeah they're they're all kind of interchangeable i still think two is not amazing and i probably would need to watch three one more time to really um rank it properly but uh, yeah i think it's one two three or one three two is really kind of my ranking i'm definitely one three two like i i i've got two pretty far low like i i i've got i've got some real issues with two like they're like some of the other movies we've been talking about recently, there are parts of two that I really like, and there are parts yeah. of two that I just fucking loathe. And I I agree, and you know what? For the for the sake of making history, I will join your rank and make it one three two, so that you and I officially woo-hoo! have agreed on a ranking. It well, took a movie with only three films for us to fucking agree. Well, uh, considering nobody likes it when we agree. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next time. Yeah, see you. <laughs> bye, bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, so, so, yeah, I, well, we'll talk about them in the order they came out, but I, I wanted to just get your thoughts on that. Um, so, so the first one, Kingsman, the Secret Service, I, I really forgot how much I enjoyed that movie. Like, it definitely is my favorite of this bunch, and like, 
slowly working its way up into something that might just become regular rotation, just like if I'm in the mood for something. I really forgot how much I enjoyed that movie. Like, you know, it came out of fucking nowhere. It dude. did. Like, it did, yeah. And and the real messed up thing is the clues were all kind of there because the director, Matthew Vaughn, has that kinetic style of filmmaking, and he displayed it in Kick-Ass. Did you ever watch Kick-Ass? I've seen... I think I've seen both. I know I've seen at least the first one. Mm-hmm. But I... So, a couple things about that. I saw it at this point, gotta be 15 years ago, I feel sure. like. Like, it's been Which a long... so weird to say, because it feels like it was just like 10 or maybe like 5 to 10 years ago for me. Um, And I remember being kind of indifferent about it when I saw it. Like, I didn't. I didn't hate it, but I was not like nothing about it like grabbed me. Mm. But I'd be curious if I watched it now. Like that that's definitely both of them, first and second, is something that I would seriously consider watching again to see if I had a different perspective than when I watched it the first time. Um, I would argue based on the plethora of and the big boom of comic book movies that have really fucking hit us. I think you could probably look, especially now that you're a bigger fan of Kingsman, you have a whole new appreciation. Of I'm it. also just a bigger fan. Of, I listen. I've always liked movies. I've always had a what I considered a fairly decent movie collection. It doesn't hold a candle to yours, but I'm not trying to say I was never <laughs> trying to compare. You have a them. candle. I have a fucking like wall of fire. Is really what it is, right? But I mean, like, and 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 I'm not lumping you in with these people. But when I worked in in the 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 CD stores. We also sold DVDs and eventually Blu-rays when that became a thing. And, they still do, right? No, but I'm just saying, like I was there for the transition from DVD to Blu-ray. Like there was a time where we had no Blu-rays, or our Blu-ray section was like one bin over here, and everything else was DVD. Yeah, I I mailed uh, it to you for your birthday. That's what yeah, it was. basically, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, but. Uh, and there would be people that would come in every Tuesday because Tuesday was new release day and literally just walk down the new release and go yoink, 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 and then come over with a stack and mm-hmm. and buy them. And I've never bought movies that way. I'm buying movies more than I ever have now, but it it's primarily for this show. Like I'm not right. I'm not buying, you know, because you're not well, like ooh Navy Seals. You're not like that. You no. Know? But I'm saying that, like, typically I only bought movies that I had seen and that I enjoyed. And if yeah. I saw it and didn't enjoy it, I'd be like, okay, well, I didn't love it, didn't hate it, it was okay, and that's the end of my day and I'd move on. But I would never consider buying it where, sure. you know, now I'm buying shit to watch it for, you know, for for this. Right. Um uh, sometimes you're even buying movies that you absolutely were like, I don't know if I ever want to watch these again. Like you bought all the alien and predator. I bought films. the alien predator and, um, AVPs, which by the way, turns out not, not that I'm upset about it, but it turns out I already owned Prometheus and forgot, but really, well, I got a, I got a free four pack thing. You know, when it was like DVDs, it's got four movies. I'm guessing it's like, I haven't even opened it up. That's to tell you how, oh. and it's got, uh, Prometheus, iRobot, The Abyss, and... You own The Abyss and you've never seen it? Yeah, apparently. Oh Um, my god, motherfucker, you need to watch The Abyss. I forget what the fourth one is, but it's one of those four double... It's one of those things, so... um, uh, And... But yeah, so to, and I got that for free. Like I said, I got that for free. I didn't even pay for that. That was just in like a stack of stuff, but... Sure. um, 
<clears throat> the point the point is that I I used to not typically buy stuff like you do. You know what I mean? I don't even know where how I got here. I'm so off in the left field at this point that it, oh the kick ass. So like Kingsman. I, I kick and, ass Kingsman, and, yeah. and Kingsman. Yeah. So like I liked him, but it wasn't something I think I would have bought. Do you know what I mean? Like it was yeah. It was like that. Um. But having owned it again, watching it again, I was like, yeah, I I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed this. And honestly, you know what it felt like to me a little bit, but maybe a little more serious, but it felt in line with the Cornetto stuff. Yeah. The Matthew Vaughn and Edgar Wright both have that type of kinetic, quick editing, as well as slow-mo stylized way of doing shit. Yeah. I, which is funny because you really bitched about that slow-mo fighting style when we talked about Mission 2. Like, I'm not giving you a hard time, but I remember you distinctly being like, I fucking hate because, that shit. Because I didn't feel like it was good. It, I thought the choreography was ridiculous. And I, I still maintain that there is certain choreography in this franchise. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm guessing, yeah. the, I'm guessing the last fight scene between Eggsy and the, and the woman with the blade feet that I don't no. know her name. No. Okay. Uh, well, her name is Guzel. Guzel. Of course. Yeah. Sure. Um, but no, I, I'm I'm aiming more for fucking Rocket Man himself. Oh, that I, no. Well, yeah. That. No, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> um, but my whole point with with Kickass is I remember, I think it was Mark Strong, and he said before K- uh, Kingsman had come out, he's like, Kingsman is going to be to the Bond genre. To what Kickass was the superhero genre. Okay, well then, and, then I might actually really enjoy those. Yeah. Well, and when I heard about that, I was like, "Huh." I thought Kickass was pretty fucking Kickass because it took <laughs> like it took like the realism of like Nolan's Batman and just said, "Yeah, we're gonna make a fucking comedy." Like this is about a kid who gets the shit kicked out of him right. when he tries to be a hero. Right. Um, and how ironically enough, it like put like. It had he ended up with nerve damage, and they had to put metal plates in his body. So it actually kind of made him a better fighter because he wasn't feeling the punches and kicks that he sure. was now getting in later uh, uh, films. So, but I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt you. But would you say Mark was right? Mark strong. Mark strong, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, I, I I look at Kingsman as there's all like if if like someone like you or I were going to make a Bond film, and then like. The studio would be like, "No, we need you to be serious." We're like, no, but like we're we're pointing out the ridiculousness of the thing. You're like, "Yeah, we don't want you to do that." See that that's where I kind of have to disagree with you in that I didn't feel like it pointed out the ridiculousness. Like I think it I think it walked that line just nicely, honestly. Like I really it, do, you know. I wouldn't I wouldn't call Kingsman a spoof, but no, it's definitely no. a mild self aware satire. Yes, yes, a satire. I would agree with you, but not a spoof for sure. Yeah, it's it's one of those like new age meta things that where they're like they're self referential, like they yeah. are literally talking about the Bond films with the Bond villain. Like they're talking yeah. about how like the Bond, like a you know the the hero is only as good as its villain, and yeah, and let's let's get the Samuel Jackson lift thing out of the way. I I didn't mind it. I'm guessing it bothered you. No, it didn't bother uh, me. I'm telling you why that was chosen. Okay. Because Samuel Jackson, one, did actually... Samuel Jackson, despite being the most prolific usage uh, user of the word motherfucker, 
No, uh, no, no, no. I take that, but no, no. I, I, uh, I, I, I don't hold a candle to Samuel Jackson when it comes no, to motherfucker. No, no. I think, I think you, sir, have taken the Sam Jackson motherfucker title. Oh well, that's sweet, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> m- but what I was saying was that he, he did have a stutter and he did have a lisp. Huh? He had to overcome all that, and his, whenever he would feel a stutter about to come on. He would use the word motherfucker to reset to break himself. It. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So he started lifting in Kingsman. You realize you just did that. I did I did it on purpose. Okay, I didn't know I I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I did on purpose. Um but he told and Matthew Vaughn's like, What the fuck are you doing? What's with this lift? And he's just like, I used to have a lift. And all the Bond villains always have a imp- uh, some kind impairment. of impairment. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, so I'm going to be a rich and famous person, but no one's going to fucking trust me if I have a, you know, if I have like half my face missing, like, you know, or, or, sure, or sure. if I look, if I look like Blowfield, no one's going to fucking buy my shit. <laughs> right. But I'm, I, if I have a speech impediment that, you know, people can relate to, but it's still just enough of a villainous thing. So he's like, yeah. all right, fucking go for it. I, do, I, I liked it. Um, I found it really interesting that Nick Fury was using the Thanos logic for his crimes. Um, I, I didn't, I did not even think about that. Uh, that's yeah. great. I, I, I did find that kind of interesting, but that's just a fun little thing. Like I'm not, I'm, I certainly don't think one stole from the other or vice versa. Like I just, it just happens to be, you know, but no, but what I do love is how fucking Mace Windu kidnapped Luke Skywalker. <laughs> that too. Oh shit. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very true. Shout out to Mark Hamill actually being in a live action movie. Yeah. You don't see it very often outside of Star Wars. It's, it's a shame because he's, and yeah, he's good. And and that is actually a route to the comic book. So the, these movies are actually comic based off books. comics. Yeah. 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 But they're not called the Kingsmen. I believe they're just called the Secret Service. Uh, no, I. They may have changed it. I think uh, I think they may have called it Kingsmen within the comic, but I think the actual title and the series run is just called the Secret Service. I could be wrong. It's uh, called the they, Kingsman. It's called Kingsman Secret Service. Okay, All right. and it well, it was a limited run, uh, comic. But in the in the run. In the run, uh, uh, Luke's uh, Luke, Mark Hamill. Uh, Might as well be just Luke at this point. Yeah, you know, fucking joke, joke Skywalker. Um, fucking put. I'm, I lost my train of thought. Mark Hamill, the the character, the actor, is in the comic book. He's one of the celebrities that gets quote unquote chosen by uh, Valentine to be okay. saved. Well, so the fact they did kind of have Mark Hamill in both iterations is pretty interesting to me. That is pretty cool. Yeah. I, I like that they do stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. Um, but I also think, uh, regardless, Mark Hamill's character in the comic book does get his head blown up. So either way, Mark Hamill is not going to survive the Kingsman, which is such a shame. But that's, but what I, what I, what I will say though, and I, and I know you can speak to this too. I'm not telling you, you anything you didn't know, but like, Mark Hamill has a great sense of humor about that kind of shit, so I bet he fucking loved that his head oh, got yeah. blown up in that one. Like, it depends on what you're talking about. Like, he, 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 as we've talked about ad nauseum, he's very, you know, has 
reverence for for Luke. Like he wants that character handled correctly, so he's mm-hmm. gets very serious and meta about that. But when he get into stuff like this, yeah. or when he's playing, you know, something like Cockknocker for Kevin, he's all about just not giving a fuck, you know. So. There's a reason why I'm always following him on Twitter because he, he like people would just say, Mark Hamill, you're so nice. You could probably tweet anything and you get a thousand likes. And then he would like tweet the word anything and get a thousand likes. Yeah. And get, and then, and they would even surpass that. It'd be like 10,000 likes or a hundred thousand sure, likes. Sure. Yeah. And, and he would always, he's great with hashtags. He would just be like, hashtag, I told you so, or something like yeah, that. Right. And, and, you know, the fact that we, we referenced it before, but the fact that he answered you about the tattoo is still, you know, he didn't answer me. He sidestepped. Answered well, me. that's he, what I mean. He yeah. acknowledged, he took my, my phrase and he fucking said, do not do, not do this. Do, but, but that's still, but he still has answered two of my tweets or at least two. Yeah. Two of my, uh, the yeah. one about Oakland. Yeah. About him living in Oakland. Yeah. We're born in Oakland. And the other one was, I asked him, I said, um, was, because he also voiced Chucky in the child's play reboot. Right. right. And at one point, the, before they give the character before the, 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 the kid names Chucky Chucky, which he doesn't, he says, all right, I'm going to name you Han Solo. I'm sorry. Did you say Chucky? I like Chucky. I'll be Chucky. And he's just like, and I asked him, I said, did they have that star Wars joke before, or after you were cast? Like before I had nothing to do with that. That's I didn't see that one, but that's pretty, pretty awesome too. Um, let's, let's get into this though. I, 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 yeah, I just dug this all the way through, like, from the mm-hmm. beginning, you know. Um, it, it, it's very obvious to me that, you know, we, we talk about about these different directors and, and producers and whoever that run in the same circles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's clear to me the same thing happens very much in the British comedy world because the crossover from things like Pirate Radio to this... I don't know if you realize how many people from that pirate radio movie are in this franchise. Not necessarily the same, the first movie, but the franchise are. Mm. There's like there's like four or five different people from pirate radio in this in this franchise throughout. Like who? the The girlfriend of the main villain, not the main villain, but I guess the 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 secondary villain in the second one is from pirate radio. Um. Oh, uh, uh, something Delavine. That's Cara Delavine's older sister, the one who gets the tracker implant. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that, yeah, that's uh, she, something Delavine. The there's another girl. Uh, one or two. There's another two girls, and some. And and, and what I want to stress is some of the some of the roles on Pirate Radio are like tertiary, but they're still in the movie. You know what I mean? Like one of the other girls is like, remember that boat full of girls that rescues the guy, the the suave fucker at the end. Like yeah. one of them is just one of those girls. Like she's not like a major player in in pirate radio, but there's still that that connection. You know what I mean? Sure. And then another one of the women is, I think the the lesbian that ends up not the one that's on the boat throughout the whole movie, but the one that ends up there at the end. With okay. her, like a, she's another one. I, I gotta figure. I gotta look and see who it is. And then, mostly, the guy that gets cut in half when when Hamill gets um basically oh, ja- rescued. Uh, Jack Davenport. Yeah, he he's twat. 
That's right. He is twat. He was, so, uh, see, what I like about the 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 Kingsman franchise is they do tend to they're like we were talking about other franchises where we see certain actors being part of this world. We've talked about it for John Wick. We talked sure. about it for Born and stuff like that. Jack Davenport, one hundred percent, I believe, would have been a Kingsman agent. Um, oh yeah. And he was briefly. And he was. He was great. And 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 I I was like, oh fuck! Like I thought it was going to be awesome to like see. When the first time I saw this movie, and I had no idea what was coming, I just kept respecting the shit out of like what what I kept seeing. Um, Jack Davenport. I, I almost see like someone like I almost see like Orlando Bloom showing up in the in the franchise. I I could see that absolutely. Yeah. Um. Even, I mean, obviously Michael Caine fits the mold. Like, I if Sean Connery had died and wanted to come back for one more movie, I could see him being in the Kingsman world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I definitely see that. I see, um, I, I liked, I mean, think about the people that were in it. They made it, like you said, Michael Caine, Michael Gambon. That does not stun me at all. What Like him or not, the fact that he was yeah. there doesn't stun me. Um, oh, I agree. You know, uh, I'm trying to think of the other people. I think I think Sam Jackson was perfect as the villain. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, uh, he doesn't do many villain roles, but what he does, he's he very does, good at it. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but Pedro Pascal. Um, I'm kind of I, on the fence. On I'm, I'm with you. I was not a fan. I, I got to be honest with you. Like, I love him in Mandalorian, and there were times. That Mando voice came out. Obviously, this is before Mandalorian, but like, there's there's times that Mando voice comes out when he's talking in that movie. The, um, the states Mandalorian. Yeah, right. Um, but I get a, I and listen. I'm not shitting on him as a person. I got nothing against Pedro Pascal, but th- there's nothing I've seen him in where I'm like he was fantastic outside of Mando. There. I've seen him, I've seen clips of the show Narcos, and he's good in that. See, I haven't seen that, so I can't speak to that, yeah. Pedro Pascal is one of those actors where I'm like, I really enjoy his work from time to time. Right, I I was not a fan of him in Wonder Woman, 84. I wasn't either. I I didn't like him in this. I thought, I, I, you know... I, I just don't. Yeah. I, I just don't think he belongs in this world. I don't think he. Be, I don't think he belongs as a statesman or as a kingsman. Period. I don't think. I don't. He, I'm glad they made him villainous. Yeah, no, sure, like, sure, absolutely. I got no. I I didn't like the character, and we'll get to that. But I didn't have a problem with it being a woman. I were other problems I had with it, well beyond it being a woman. No, actually, I like Julianne Moore a lot in in uh, in uh, two in I Golden Circle. I hated the character. I hated the well, character. You're, you're not supposed. Yeah, you're not really supposed to like her, though. No, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get but, there. But no, but by comparison to to bring us back, I liked Sam Jackson's character. I didn't necessarily agree with him, but I mm-hmm. I at least found him. I found him believable. We'll put it that way. For for what it was and 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 the satire that it is, I found that I found that whole scenario. What he was doing, what his character was trying to accomplish, how he was getting there, a hundred percent more believable than any of what happens in the second one. It makes me kind of like a little iffy about like Zuckerberg and Elon Musk. <laughs> it oh, makes me I, really kind of like. If that's what it took to you to make you iffy about them, then we have a whole different conversation. I was already iffy, but like 
now, I mean, after rewatching this, I'm like, oh my god, we have a lot of Valentines like out in the world. This yeah. they could do some serious damage for the greater good, you know. The irony is the one that I think it's modeled after is the one guy I I didn't worry about, and uh, he's no longer here, but Steve Jobs. Like he's very, oh, yeah, it's modeled sure. after Jobs for sure. And at the time that it came out, I believe Steve Jobs was still alive, but um, could be. I, I'd, I'd have to double check, but I'm, I want to say he was, or at least probably at the time it was written, if maybe not the time that it was, you know, released. But did you catch the Elon Musk reference that uh, Valentine says? Uh, might have. What? To say when anyway. they when when they blow up his satellite and he needs to get another satellite like closer to continue taking, you know, to you know, starting the fucking global. Uh, fist fight. Sure. He calls, hey, E Man, it's V Man. I need you uh, to transport what. So I'm like, that's got to be Elon. I, you know what? I never thought of it, but you're probably right. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't put that together. Um, I'm wrong. Jobs died in 2011. So, and, and even, back, man. yeah, I, I didn't, like... I didn't feel that long ago either, but I, I believe it. And even the comic book came out in, um, I just had to hear a second, sorry, 2012. So, mm. Unless Valentine's in the book, and I've never read it, so I can't say. But unless Valentine's... I've never read it either, I, I just googled yeah. it basically. Uh, but uh, but it's one of those—it's one of those comics I would absolutely read. I would love oh, yeah. to actually start I, reading it. Well, this—it's just like wanted, like wanted. I don't want to get into all discussion on that. I mean, like dislike the movie, whatever you want. That that graphic novel, and I'm pretty sure that's what actually that's what Logo Mike bought when we were at the stash. Was that wanted graphic novel? I'm pretty yeah, positive. Right. Yeah, you know, I was I, I was talking to stuff about what we were talking about, which is actors in this world, and I was like, James McAvoy would fit perfectly yep. in the Kingsman. I agree with you. I agree more so than like Fassbender or something like. Fassbender would have to be the villain. Fassbender would be would work if they were doing another Kingsman prequel thing. Yes. I, like I, he w- yeah. he would be like Goebbels or something or Bierling or fucking, you know what one of Hitler's cronies. Uh, it could be Lenin, or no Marx, not not Lenin Marx. He could probably be Marx. I, I could see Carl. I could see that. Um, um uh, yeah, it's that's kind of where I see him. You know, mm-hmm. but um, there there are there are a plethora of British act or UK actors that would fit this Kingsman thing, Tim, but not Timothy, all. Timothy Timothy Holt, I think is how you say it. He he played Beast in those in the in the early. Oh, um, I think oh. it's Holt. I think that's how you say no, it. No, Nicholas. It's Nicholas. Nicholas Holt. Holt. There you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but he, he would definitely work. He'd work. Uh, but someone know. like Colin Farrell, I don't think would work. No, no, and that's not a shot at Colin at all. I just I agree with you. I don't think. But at the same time, I in that same vein of not working Jude Law, neither. I don't think. Um, I could see Jude Law more, especially based on his work as Watson in the Sherlock films. I feel like he could pull it off. Uh, okay, but okay. I don't think like Statham. I don't think Statham should no. ever go into this franchise. No, I don't think or Elba for that matter. I don't um, think so. No, but you know who would? Um. Hiddleston. Hiddleston, Hiddleston would fit. Hiddleston would be the guy that we, as the audience, are like, he's the fucking villain, and then it's revealed he's not the villain the entire time. I actually, you know who I would want him to take over for. He's not going to, but you know who I would want him to be just, just to 
to be that point that you're talking about. I want him to be the new Merlin. Oh, I could see that. Oh, which brings me to Mark Strong, man. I fucking I, love that guy. Y- you know what? I was just going to, you beat me by like a half a second. I have never seen him play anything but an evil douchebag until this franchise. And I'm not saying that as a shot at him. He's really good at it. But And, and maybe I haven't seen a bunch of his work, which is certainly possible. But the stuff I've ever seen him in, he's always been kind of in an evil douchebag. <laughs> until... well, would you say like if if there's a movie where the protagonists are all mafiosi or like British crime lords or British crime dudes, like there's no one really good, but he's still a positive like he's still the protagonist in a room full of antagonists. Would you still call him an evil douchebag? I'd have to see it because it's kind of based on the character. But I mean, I, I so I it, it's hard to say. But I'm not going to tell you no. You but know? he's he like the movie I'm 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 talking about is Rock and Roller, and he is. I haven't seen that, he, but yeah, he is a like the second in command to the British like Don essentially in okay. England, and but he like you really like the character and like he doesn't really do things that you wouldn't expect like a hero to do if they were just to had different jobs descriptions. But yeah, Mark Strong is, you know, you know who else I could potentially see in this, but I feel like again, it would be the villain, not one of the Kingsmen is Jean Renault. Oh, that's an interesting poll. I think again, I think again, and, and maybe even more so to your point, if it's another, if it's a, if it's a continuation of the prequel version, you know what I mean? Like I see him more in that realm than like modern, but yeah, I got one for you. Yeah. Alfred Molina. Oh, I like that one. I'm going to cast him in a specific spot. Actually, you ready for this? I'm I'm more than ready. This is again the prequel, like continuing that prequel vein, right? Right. Churchill. That's pretty good. I don't think he could get the voice right, but I'm okay with that. Like I would still I, watch Alfred Molina. Because it's such a spoof, I don't think he has to, not a spoof, but such a satire. I don't think you have to get it as accurate mm-hmm. as you would if you were doing as as opposed to doing something like the King's Speech, you know what I mean? Or something <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? Uh, I could see Helena Bottom Carter for sure. We, we keep talking about men. Let's throw some women in the Yeah, in the, no, in the Helena, Helena Bonham Carter for sure. I mean, I thought I thought Halle Berry was a great fit in this. That, that was good. That was that was um, a surprise. Uh, if we're gonna go younger, let's go younger. Zendaya for sure fits in. I could see Zendaya as, as a as a statesman. I think so. Yeah. 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 Okay. What um, would her uh, What would her name be? Oh God! Well, they they go with drinks, so uh, right. That, that's why I said that instead of doing the Knights of the Round Table because there's a very limited amount, but there's a plethora of drinks you could do. But just touching on that briefly, I'll answer your question. But touching on that briefly, I like the fact that they don't try to like all the women aren't just Guinevere. Like there's a woman that's just Galahad. Like they don't right. And 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 so I actually like that. Um, so I don't feel like you need to like genderize that in general. But I know what you're saying. So right. Um. Right. Gin. I think she would be gin. Just call her tonic. Gin and tonic. No, I think she would just be gin. Just be straight just be straight up gin. I was going Shirley Temple. Um, yeah. See, I I don't Oh yeah. wait, 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 I got I got an idea. What if they had like a like they were doing like a um a Black Widow Red Sparrow type of thing where they had a whole bunch of young agents training and they call them all the Shirley Temples. Because <laughs> they're non alcoholic drinks sure, and they're all like sure. young. Um I <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, but I, I, I like the non-gender thing for sure and the Kingsman. Um, I, and, and I'm not saying this just because they're a couple or even because of Spider-Man, but I think if you're going to have Zendaya, you need Tom Holland to be a Kingsman. If, if Zendaya is going to be a statesman, then you need... Like, that's how you link those two worlds together again. Like, you have them connect in some way, but be equals as opposed to, like, girl... And they don't, I'm not saying a couple. They just be working together, you know? Uh, I kind of agree with you, but I, I'm actually more inclined to want to throw Andrew Garfield in there. I'd I think okay Andrew Garfield would be yeah. more of a Kingsman. But wouldn't he be more of a statesman than a Kingsman? Garfield? Yeah. No, he's English. Oh, well, then he does a really good uh, yeah. uh, English accent. Um, Two out of the three Spider-Men are British. He, technically, yeah. Andrew Garfield was born in England, but he uh, but he like was raised off. No, he was. I'm sorry. He was born in America, but he was raised off and on in both Los Angeles as well as London. So, so he kept going back and forth. So he's technically an American then. He's technically an American, but he was raised in England. So I'm not arguing that. I'm just yeah. saying, yeah, technically he's American. Um, I just had a great. I just had another one I I liked, and I just fucking lost it. Damn it! I hate when I do that. Um, anyway, but getting back to the, if I think about it, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. But, um, sure. I, I, I do, I do, I'd be curious. I'm actually more curious. You got the Statesman in America. You got the Kingsman in England. There's gotta be another, I'm not saying there's like divisions all over the world, but I got to imagine there's like a, a Eastern East, like an, almost like an Asian, like somewhere in, in Japan or Tokyo or. Sure. That might have even started with the samurai. Like that would be that would be a, I would totally believe that the samurai were like the Eastern but, Asian portion. But it but it would have been nineteen fifteen era of of Japan. They would not. They would not. Well, have okay, had their so own it would have been that far back. But you get what I'm. Right. You get I, what I I'm absolutely saying. agree. So yeah. I would think something like. Um, I would think out of Hong Kong simply for the fact that the the Brits owned Hong Kong for however long, like I think it was like 150 years or some shit. I'd have to look, or maybe longer, I'd have to look it up, but they owned it for, they only gave it back like what, 20 years ago at this point, I want to say, 20, 25 years ago. I don't, I don't know. Um, um, but yeah, yeah. I, I could see different countries and regions. For sure there would be a fucking like maybe an African one or something. Yeah, I, I uh, I'm not dismissing that. I certainly don't want to sound like I, 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 I'm doing that, but I think there's only you. I don't think you can have more than like three regions, and I feel like Europe covers the African region. Like I think you, you just draw like three sectional lines, so the the statesmen cover basically North America, South America, Central America. The the Kingsmen would be all of Europe and Africa, and then like the Eastern. Like you would just have the three division. Like I can't. I, I, don't see just, it having like multiple outside of say three, you know. That that's fair because it's it turns out like the Kingsman didn't even know about the Statesman. Exactly, and vice that's kind of that's kind of my point. Yeah, you With, know what I mean. Yeah. So, like, who didn't fucking like say, "Hey, by the way, we have cousins in America. You should like, if you're ever wow. in trouble, you should do this shit." What? Sorry, I just didn't realize it was that long ago. So, so very quickly, British took position possession of the area known as Hong Kong in 1841. Mm -hmm. 
it got it got went back to China in 1997. I feel like it was more recent. I, I mean, I believe this, but I I it felt more, to your point about kick ass. Like it well, felt I mean, more that's, recently. That's roughly what you said. You said like 20 to 25 years ago. Yeah, it just felt. I guess I'm right, but it felt more recent than that. But yeah, it's yeah. I guess you're right. It just anyway. So um. But that's where I would see that because there would be that British connection to the Kingsmen at least. You know what I mean? Sure. Like sure. I and, and I liked how they tied the statesmen together with the well, the Kingsmen one the Kingsman was a tailor of our founder. Like that's how that mm-hmm. all tied together. But anyway, the, we gotta stick with the first one. We're jumping around a lot here and we can circle back to a lot of this if we want. Sure. But I did like the villain. I thought I thought his right hand man who actually ends up being a woman which i've got no problem with was a little much like the the Gazelle. the blade feet like i i thought that was a i mean i i get that you it's know what, I call her? what blade runner <laughs> that's not well th- those are actually what those things are called so i know but like the i mean when she's like sprinting and like steph was like why the fuck do is is uh valentine's like house hardwood floors where he has her as a henchman i i kind of like had to <laughs> she's agree. not wrong i i'll bet you there's a way to walk so you don't fuck it up but i get the point i get the point but she, she's making but it shows that she fucks it up when she takes down the, the princess of sweden's fucking guards she like skids and like well like, that's because she's fighting yeah i'm saying if she's just walking around getting a coke like i don't think she's gonna fuck it up that's all i'm getting at you know do you recognize that actress who plays gazelle yeah, I I do, but I don't know where she's from. She's the mummy from the Tom Cruise mummy. Okay, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Sophia yeah. Batella, I think her name is. That sounds right. Yeah, um, I, 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 but I, I dug the whole origin in terms of like how they set up the first one. I'm not talking about the origin from three. I'm talking about like the, the I setting yeah. setting up the first film, setting up the loss of Eggsy's father. You know, um, Mm -hmm. that seemed a little rushed, but not to the point where I was like put off by it, if that makes any sense. You know, it it makes you kind of want to know who the father was a little bit. You want to know maybe if they'll ever do like a like a a prequel of Eggsy's dad. Like a prequel that's not as far back as the Kingsman, right? 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 right. Yeah, it's, yeah. I uh, it's it's Kingsman point five, you know, instead of one point five. Right? 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 Um, I mean, it would be interesting, or at least, or at least, you know, kind of do do what they did with with F nine, where they had the flashback scenes, like do something like that at least. What it's a little in, in depth, or or you know, if you if you really want to stretch and stay with the satire thing, do like a Godfather two kind of thing and have like the flash, you know. Because that's even more than what they did in in F nine. It was like the Godfather's got like what, like a, I think total, it's almost an hour's worth of content, hour and a half's worth of content of flashback scenes of of Young Vito. Yeah, yeah. It's about that. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, if you string it all together, I think it's like an hour yeah. and a half or something like that. Um, I what did you think of uh, Taron Egerton? I like him. I I like him a lot. I, I I could make an argument for him being Bond. I don't think they'll do it because of this, but I could make an argument for him being Bond. I see the likelihood of him being Wolverine much more likely. I I'm not, and I don't disagree with you, but I'm saying that I I would not if they came out tomorrow and said 
despite him doing Kingsman, we're gonna make Taron Egerton Bond, I'd be like, all right, I'm in. Let's let's do it. You know, so. that's another thing. I absolutely at no point do I ever want to see Daniel Craig in the Kingsman franchise, but I could see other Bond actors like Timothy Dalton. Okay, and I'm just n- not necessarily arguing it, but why don't you want to see? I think uh, Daniel Craig needs to shed the British spy thing. I think. Fair enough. I think. I think, and you know, at least wait a little fucking bit. Like you know, I, I, I like it. the other roles that he's sort of enjoying, like uh, Girl Dragon Tattoo. Dra- you know, he only did it once time, but the Girl the Dragon Tattoo remake and Knives Out. And Knives Out, even yeah. though I fucking can't stand his accent, but I still uh, like his performance. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I, his accent's not great, but did, what was that? Um, Logan Lucky? Yeah, I thought he was... I, did, I, I liked him, but I did not like the movie. No, I, no, that's I, what I I'm saying. I'm not saying the movie's great, but I that was my point, right. was that he was he was entertaining in it and very different than Bond, so yeah. He was I, one of the highlights of, of that film. I really oh, didn't I, like I, it. I thought about when we were talking casting. Mm-hmm. Now... Um, I don't know where they're going with this, and I personally think that Colin Firth at this point, that's, that is Colin Firth, right? I get that right? I don't mm-hmm. have it in front of me. He should be the new Arthur, but if he's not, if he's not the new Arthur going forward, another person just sticking with the that elder statesman kind of person, but with the, yeah. the, the comedy chops, Hugh Laurie as Arthur. Would... <laughs> that's great. That's really good casting. Thank I you. really like that. Yeah, I'm I'm a big um, I'm a big fan of his. I I've, I've watched the whole house series at least 3 times now. So, you really should I I've been telling you for years you should you should watch a little bit of Blackadder. No, I know. I just haven't I'm not I'm not anti-watching it. I just haven't done it. You so. know, you, speaking of which, you know who would be great? Hmm. Stephen Fry. Yeah. Stephen Fry would fit. I think um uh, You know what? I see Stephen Fry more as a Churchill actually. I could see that. I, I can't argue with that. The, another person I see in this franchise, just getting back to that real quick, Louis C.K. Would, uh, not Louis C.K. Fucking, why do I do that all the time? Ricky, Ricky, Ricky Gervais. Gervais? Yeah, I think Ricky Gervais could be in this. Absolutely. Uh, Eddie Izzard? Yeah, I just, I, I haven't seen... Eddie Izzard I, could be a quartermaster type. He could be a Merlin type. Yes, uh, that's, that's where I see, yeah. And in the flip side... I kind of don't want Simon Pegg to be in this because I think he would basically be playing the same role uh, in Mission. If if Simon Pegg's in this, he needs to be a villain. A villain. Simon Pegg needs that. to be one of the villains if he's going to be in this franchise. Or you put him in the prequel stuff. Like, you put him in there. Like, if they, conti- sure. if they continue that prequel franchise, like, if it becomes its own thing, then you put him in there somewhere. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, um, I can see that. Yeah, because then then it's not tied together so much, but still works. Do you know what I mean? So, Ian McKellen could play an Arthur. He's good, and 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 I know he's got comedy chops. I think you need someone a little more over the top. I think that's why I would go Hugh Laurie over Ian in that role. How about Rowan Atkinson? No, someone over he's, the top. He's, he's too like that's the thing. You need that balance, and he's too over. Like Ian's too far below, and Rowan's too far o- over the top. Like that's why I like Hugh so much because I think he's just that right, perfect balance. <laughs> the the absolute irony is that like because you haven't seen Black Adder, you don't know that basically in Black Adder, Hugh Laurie and Rowan Atkinson are the opposite of what you're saying. Oh, like and, and, Rowan uh, Atkinson yeah, is sure. like the reserved Machiavellian. 
witty, like deadpan. He's not Mr. Bean at all. And then like yeah. Hugh Laurie is the overly theatrical, foppish, like dumb shit. And 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 he does that in um shit. What was that move? That show? There was a show on HBO about like a space journey. Like they were supposed to be gone for like five years. It was almost like a, a cruise to Mars, but it was a it's a comedy in the, in the style of the Orville. It's not the Orville, but it's in that Space Force. No, 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 no. I don't, it's, I don't it's, know. I haven't seen any. I haven't seen any of those those type of shows. Uh, I'm looking it up now. You don't, you don't mean Red me. Dwarf? No, 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 no. Um, I watched, I watched a season of it, and I don't think it did very well. So it kind of like died. Um, I thought it was entertaining. Hugh was sometimes annoying, but I think that was the idea. So that's okay. why I didn't hate it. You know, but what about uh, Martin Freeman? Avenue Five is what it's called. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's you have HBO Max. If it's, I know it's on there. If you want to see it, check it out. But I mean, okay. it's not. Yeah. Um, you were saying. I'm sorry. What about Martin Freeman in this franchise? I could see that. Yeah. Um. Although yeah. again, again, I feel like I'd want to see him as the villain. As one of the I'd want to see him as a statesman to throw a fucking curveball. Okay. Like I well. But yes, but still being British. And here's what I mean. I think at this point, now that they know of each other, you have one in each. So you have an American in the Kingsman and you put a Brit in the Statesman. Which I really did not like the suit Channing Tatum was wearing at the end of Kingsman 2. I well, thought. That... Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, I'm took sorry. A, they took the Americanism way too, way too far in that. I agree. I, I'm saying the Bauer hat. I don't think it's a good hat. He just wearing a very, very stuffy British suit, and he looks awkward in it. It's like, well, first off, why the why the fuck is he in England? I, it's just I, to get some better clothes. They, I, they didn't achieve it. I do like the balls of of casting Channing Tatum, knowing that he's got a draw, and then he's barely in the fucking movie. Like I, I that's ballsy, and I like it. So my understanding that he couldn't actually like. He he was cast, and then schedules prevented him from actually being more, in the film as much as he involved. wanted. Yeah, and in fact, he was supposed to basically play the uh, the whiskey, the Pedro Pascal role. Which I think I would have enjoyed that more if it was Channing. Channing. I mean, I would Channing. Yeah, I would have hated it uh, if the story progressed the same way that you would have had to kill him. That's the only like negative on it. But you know. Um, I just had another name that just came to me that would have been perfect, and now, damn it, I hate I hate when I do that shit. Um, it was based on us talking about about oh, um, Oscar Isaac could be in this franchise, probably a statesman, but I think he could do it. Yeah, I could see it. I, I hate to say it, but I think I think he, I, well, here's what you do. Like I, I mean, you can't do the same same trope again, but like. Again, with all respect to Pedro Pascal, because I'm sure he's a fine actor, like, and I'm sure he's a fine human being, but like, I would have rather seen Oscar Isaac in that role than Pedro Pascal. Like, even if he literally played the whiskey that we saw, I think it would have been done better mm-hmm. than what we got. Personally, I could see it. I mean, it, it's obviously from. I mean, from what I read, like, look, statesman. And Whiskey's character in particular is supposed to be based on like Burt Reynolds. Oh, I see. That. I could yeah. I absolutely could see it. I, I just feel like it almost felt like Pedro Pascal was trying to do a Burt Reynolds impression, and I just don't think he was good at it. 
Yeah, I, I you, you say that, and I'm not disagreeing with you, but you know, I felt like um, uh, Jeff Br- Jeff Bridges was doing more of a a Burt impression than than I, Channing. I felt like I felt like Jeff Bridges was absolutely fucking like useless in that film. I think that was the idea, though. It like, would have been nice to see a little bit more of Jeff Bridges. I, I, I don't disagree with you because I like him. I like Jeff Bridges a lot. I'm a fan, but yeah. I honestly feel like they put him in because, like, oh hey, uh, you're American and you sound like a fucking like country stoner. I honestly would have, you know what? It and I, I'm probably in the minority with this opinion, but I would have liked him to play it straight out as the dude. Well, like, they kind of no, they I kind mean, of are doing it straight out as the dude i mean the long hair the whole fucking bit like just they, yeah. his nickname would have his code name would have been white russian yeah why not yeah yeah i mean well i mean fuck dude there's a movie this is another it's a movie with jeff bridges and julianne moore and it features a bowling alley it might as well be the big lebowski too <laughs> yeah yeah um all right um, so, so we, no, gotta, we but, gotta go back to one yeah i was just saying that i'm sorry guys to the audience but that was that was kind of fun doing that i think we're gonna end up doing more before it's over but yeah um, I, I, like I said, I, I found the villain really interesting. I, again, didn't necessarily side with him, you know, like with Thanos, the difference between this character and say Thanos is, and I don't know if you, I, I forget what you said when we talked about Infinity War 8 billion years ago at this point, but like, you know, I, I found myself by the end of Infinity War kind of going, he might have a point. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I, I shared that sentiment. I'm like, it's pretty fucking awful what he's doing, but he's not wrong. But I didn't feel that way with um, Valentine. with Valentine. I didn't. I didn't. I don't know why. I just didn't. But I got it. And I saw the correlation between the two characters for sure. But look, the, the whole rule. The thing is, is that... <laughs> There are plenty of villains that like are they think they're heroes in their own story. There are rare exceptions where a villain is like, no, dude, I'm doing this because I fucking am evil, mm-hmm. or I just love you know chaos and anarchy. Like the Joker, the Joker's not doing shit for the greater good. He's doing it to fuck shit up. Whereas right, like all right. these other villains, like Valentine and Thanos, and even Vader to a yeah, certain lesser yeah. degree, they're all like, I'm doing this to provoke. To promote peace in the galaxy. Like mm-hmm. the whole fight between Anakin and Obi-Wan, he's like, I will provide peace in my empire. Yeah. And yeah. Obi-Wan's like, Your empire, motherfucker. You can't have peace and it's your empire. <laughs> right, bitch. right. So, right. but the point is that villains think that they are the heroes of their own story. Absolutely. And yeah. So you can always find the point of what they're doing but it's like like that's what i loved about uh the the series what if because they had brolin come back as thanos mm-hmm. and at one point he is like he has completely changed his his plan of world mass genocide or multiple fucking world genocide yeah after having a conversation with t'challa but he still talks about it where he's like, no, but you see, understand, like, it's fair. And everyone's like, yeah, but Thanos, it's genocide. Like, right, you may be right. right, but you're awful for thinking that way. He's like, no, it's fair. No, it's wrong. Right, right. No, I, I agree. And I think that's what I think that's what made Valentine at least understandable is that you, he, you know, you, you got where he's like, 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 Polly is just fucking selfish. Like, there's no, you know what I mean? Like, well, who's to say that one villain has to be similar to the other? No, 
I, I get that, but I... She just wants to get rich. Right. Whereas yeah. Valentine's already rich. I mean, to be fair, Polly's also pretty fucking wealthy, too. I was going to say, to be able to build that shit, yeah, I mean... But she also wants to, like, have power, and, and like... Valentine didn't care about power, at least it didn't, no. it didn't come across that way. He just wanted, yeah. I think Valentine also, like, he thinks he's the hero of his own story, but he knows deep down he is the villain. Like, he knows that. Yeah, he knows based, what he's based doing. Based on the is conversation it, yeah. he had with Colin Firth, he's like, he's acknowledging it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a villain, motherfucker. Um, I did, in that same scene, I like that, like, you think you're going to get some big fancy meal and it's Big Macs and double cheeseburgers. I thought that was just funny, you know? I I liked that whole thing, especially when, he's, when Firth says, thank you for a, a happy meal. That was nice, yeah. But yeah. what I didn't like was that musical tension build-up thing before they pull up the lids revealing the big max like like what's it gonna be it's something i'm like why why put that musical cue i honestly don't remember that but i'm i'm not i'm not arguing it i just don't remember it but you know uh the we have there there's a great plethora of fight scenes in this franchise one of the greatest in my opinion the one that really sets the bar is manners maketh the man oh so much like so, so Colin, much. if you were to tell me before the first movie came out, so circa 2014, right? You were to tell me if you were to go back in time and tell me there will be an action movie where Colin Firth, nope, not Colin Farrell, Colin Firth <laughs> fucks up a bunch of dudes, not only in a bar but in a church, and you will be like, I fucking like Colin Firth now. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I always kind of liked them, but I get the point you're getting at. Yeah, but he was always like the, the soft-spoken, pretty. Yeah, I get what you're getting. He, yeah. he was the kind of Hugh Grant esque. Yeah, you know. But which, dialed which down by the way, notch. I don't want. I don't want Hugh Grant in this franchise. By the way, um, I, again, as a villain, yes, I'd be okay. But otherwise, no, I'm with you. I feel like I feel like he's doing that whole thing. He's being the villain a lot in a lot of recent movies. And I'm kind of done with it. Like he's good at it, but I sure. think he needs to take a step away. That's that's from the fine. Um, I but, but I'm with Firth, it. man. But manners maketh the man. If we're gonna talk about that for a minute, um, I hate the fucking origin of it. Why? I I just didn't like that. That where you ultimately find out where that comes from. That I it just it was like really that that You're talking I, about the king's man. Yeah. And we'll get into the details when we get there, but I really was like, really? Remind me what it was, because I may not have caught that whole the, the origin. The ultimate villain says that to Ray Fiennes. Oh, I and, think I missed that. Yeah, right before the fight in the barn. Before the barn okay. fight starts, he says it to Rafe. Uh, or to Oxford. I, I, and I, I guess I didn't, I, I didn't catch And that. I was like, Really, that's where yeah. that's gonna like. I got you get the origin of the Oxford Brogues thing, and I'm I'm yeah. on board for that. I got all that, but the but the fact that that's where that came from, I was like, motherfucker. I'm I'm with you. Like, uh, okay, but the fucking bar scene though, like, no, it's still the... badass. Don't get me wrong. That scene is that's and and I actually kind of like that. In the second one, when he goes to do it again, he fucks it up. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like that. I agree. I like how it became. And, and 
because the second time we see it, Eggsy does it. Yes, the and, second time we see it overall. See, yeah. And you see the dudes behind fucking. And they're the, like, oh, the dude no. <laughs> like, I love it when, like, they do kind of jokes like that where I can't remember what the franchise was, but there was, like, like a character made, like, a statement or he was talking and then he fucked up the henchman. And then later he started talking again. And the henchman kind of like, Oh shit, he's doing his thing. And he's doing that thing that he does where he's talking. I can't remember specifically. Oh, what I the don't reference. know. Yeah. But, but they kind of do that again, where it's just like manners make it the man. And the henchman just look at each other like, Oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that. And I liked it. It was good. You know? Um, I also, I, I also like the fact how they deal with the bartender. Well, they just gave him amnesia. Yeah, but he sets his watch to amnesia and shoots it like a, you know, basically a Camino poison dart into his neck, and <laughs> you know, um, and 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 that's the end of it. You know, you know. So yeah, so he's gonna wake up. You're like, what the fuck happened to my ball? Like, what? <laughs> no, my see here. He, what, what's never said is that I bet the Kingsmen have kind of like what the MIB do. They have like a like I. It's oh, never on, crew. right? It's never on camera. It's never talked about. But I guarantee you, at some point, Colin first pulls out a phone and goes, "Hey, we need to clean up at the such and such pub." And Be- they, because yeah. there, there's probably a rule where like a gentleman will never leave a place dirtier than where he arrived, or probably, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the whole gentleman thing, by the way. I like using that as like the the bar. You know what I mean? For and I don't mean like bar drink. I mean bar like right. for you know for the, tone. the yeah the, yeah. the t- yeah the trend said for like that's that's your bar if you if you're not a gentleman then don't fucking like he fucks all those people up and yet at the end of the day you know like he sits down and finishes his Guinness like you know um, yeah I I like that whole thing I mean that the exchange. I mean, there's there's still a part where like he's he's like, oh well, then I'll leave, and he starts to walk away, and then of course henchman says, sure. "Get out of here, you fucking wanker," or whatever the fuck he says, right. and then that that boom kind of music where it's like, oh, you said the wrong fucking thing. Now you're gonna get fucked. I, like nobody calls me chicken. I'll uh, back to the future. I I didn't take it that way, but I'm I'm understanding what you're saying. I took it as like he had never any ever any intention of actually leaving. Like he his no, no, intention. Th- that's what I was gonna say. Is oh, I okay. think no matter what he was gonna fuck them up. Oh yeah. But then they added that level that auditory level of like ooh now yeah. you're really screwed. <laughs> like at first he was just gonna fuck you up. Now he's gonna make you feel it. <laughs> Right, like right. he he was just gonna knock you all out, but now it's gonna be like I'm gonna let you stab each other without you even realizing it. Like, um, I I liked Eggsy. I I like Eggsy. I like Terran playing Eggsy. I like that character. I, mean, I would have liked them to explain his nickname. They never once. They know no. Um, but they are making a third one now, so maybe we'll get that at some point. Or uh, technically a fourth, but a third one in the Eggsy story. So correct. Uh, I think we'll hopefully we'll get that that an- maybe we'll get that answer then. You know, because I'm I'm you know as much as we asked for it, the flashback trope seems to be a thing more a lot lately, and so I think we're gonna get the flashbacks we were talking about with his father and potentially to him getting the nickname, you know, so we'll see. Sure. But, um, yeah, but the, the, the fight, the fight there, you're right. That the fight is, 
that's one of the best cinematic fights I've. It's not like a massive group fight, like one on one fights. I think I've ever seen. You know, there there are certain movies and that have like they're already good. Yeah. But then there's that scene that you yeah. walk out and be like, yeah, the movie was great, but did you fucking like see that shit? <laughs> yeah. Like, or like yeah. there's a scene where it just like I am fucking in. Perfect example. I was already gonna be fucking in for the Dark Knight. And the opening, the opening bank robbery scene is fine. It's a good introduction. Yeah. But what really sucks you in is Heath Ledger going, how about a magic trick? Oh, Ta-da! that, yeah. Gone. Yeah. Like, that's what you're like, oh, shit. I, I, I am fucking in. I will not lie to you. There have been times that I put on The Dark Knight and started the movie with that scene. Fast forward right, right to that scene and just picked it up from there. So, dude. I when I saw the Dark Knight in theaters, I and that scene happened. I looked over at Michael, I'm like motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> like, I knew. Yeah, I knew I was in for a good ride when that happened for sure. You know, and um, Kingsman does not fail on that whole thing. Like the movie is still entertaining, but like the opening scene where they kill Eggsy's dad is like oh, it's, okay, fine, all right, and right, then right, like right. oh Jack Davenport, oh Mark Hamill, okay, I'm I'm kind of into this, and and, and when she slices him in half, it's it that's the equivalent of the, you know it, j- just using your example of the bank scene, right? That's mm-hmm. probably the equivalent of um when when the Joker puts the the smoke grenade in the bank manager's mouth, but you don't know that it's a smoke grenade yet. Right. Like that. He's going to fuck that dude. He's going to blow that dude's head straight off with a grenade in the mouth. And it, yeah. Like, you know, that's, that's that, that's the equivalent of that for me anyway, you know? So, um, and I actually feel like they tried to, to replicate that with no time to die with the opening scene with the, the young, the flashback of, um, the the girl it, with her drugged out mother and Rami shows up and and yeah. fucks her up. like I feel like they tried to replicate that there. I mean that's you know sure, yeah. I don't know if they tried to replicate, but I think it was. I, I meant the vibe, not the exact scene, sure. but the, the 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 vibe is what I mean. So sure. Yeah. But then they throw a nice joke in there where she has to get all the like blankets and stuff and cover all the bodies because if Valentine walks in and sees the bodies, he's gonna throw out. You know, like I love the fact this guy is gonna cause like massive worldwide genocide, but he's squeamish. Forget that he puts a chip in your head that blows your head clean off your body. But he and he doesn't like it. He's like, oh man, I love Professor Arnold. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So um... uh, I, I, um. I, I, it was very interesting to see a Bond villain who does not act like a Bond villain, but is yeah. still a Bond villain. Absolutely, yeah. I love the little joke where he's like, "Y'all talk though funny." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that was a good joke. I agree with you. Um, and and one of my favorite things is when he when um, Harry Hart Galahad shows Eggsy all the guns and like the 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 trap not the traps the uh the gadgets yeah at the at the kingsman tailor shop and how he like is still a sleight of hand master he tries to take was like put it back, put it back. Like, yep yep yeah uh, which is good that was a good thing to include because it shows he really is adept at sleight of hand which he does later use right. on arthur sure i i i agree i think that works out i see but he also gets into the i i actually like the 
I hate to say it. I know it sounds dumb, probably, but I like the whole explanation of the the Oxfords versus the Brogues. You know, on the shoes, mm-hmm. like when he's. I, I actually found that really, even if it's factually one hundred percent bullshit. Like I still right. found it really intriguing. Like you know, like there's a reason that we don't wear this particular kind of shoe. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, I. Uh, yeah, I, I overall, I, I actually, I, I hated that they killed. Well, let me ask you this, because mm-hmm. the first one did pretty well, if I recall, financially speaking. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it was like you know Dark Knight numbers, but they did. Right, they did well. Do you think if it hadn't done well, they would have kept um, Harry Hart dead? I think they should have, regardless. You think so? I'm I'm I I like I said on the on the Fast and the Furious type of shit. I'm very tired of of characters getting killed and then coming back with amnesia. I'm not a fan of that anymore. Um, I I, yeah. I view that trope as a male oriented soap opera gimmick. Okay. Um. I, yeah. I I liked him coming back for the purpose of they're gonna get, if they're going to get, hear me out if they're gonna continue the franchise that you put him in the Arthur role. So, like, we casted all these people like Hugh Laurie and a couple other people, but ultimately I think if what they really should do is make him the new Arthur. I really genuinely feel that way. Um, and that he should he should be in that chair. Um, if, if, if I had a choice, I would have rather him not come back based on just realism and consistency. But now that he's back, sure, make him Arthur. Make it, see, make, I'm okay know. with it not being realism because they, from the top of this, don't set this world in realism. Like that's, that's why I don't have a problem with the gadgetry in this compared to something like the Pierce Brosnan Bonds, right? Because that tries to set in the real world and, and, and reality. Well, let me, let me phrase it better. It's not as a movie set as a satire. That that those Bond movies are not satires. They're not supposed to be. They're not supposed to be the, like introducing an invisible car kind of borders that like ridiculousness. But of, that's like, my point. They're not Bond. You don't think Bond and think satire. You don't. Those are not synonymous no, words. But, Whereas with this. I remember the advertising for this. This didn't advertise like it was a a Bond type movie. They advertised this as a like a kick ass. They they put right. it closer. They 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 swung it that direction. Maybe a little more silly than the kick ass in the advertising. I'm not saying it you know otherwise, sure. but from the advertising, they, they didn't. You knew you were going into a a not so much a spoof, but you weren't going into something that was supposed to be real right you you weren't supposed to i mean it is set in the world because they have like celebrity cameos and everything sure but, sure but it, they're able to like like obama is in the first film but then yeah. the next american president is not donald trump right well you wouldn't have known that at the time i don't think he was yet but right yeah. which is probably why they had like liberty to like be like well li- well it's, no because he was, oh yeah he would have been he would have yeah. been yeah yeah depending on the release date well, see, depending on the release date and when they shot it, he mean, you know what I'm saying? Could have been. Because uh, we'll it was released in 17, but he was elected in 16, so Trump wouldn't have taken presidency until January 20th, 17. That's, that's true. That's how that works. So depending on when it was shot, they may not have known yet. But I, I get I, your point. I, I think it's interesting that they, they keep casting Bruce Greenwood to play the president. This is the third time he's playing an American I president. know two. What's the third? 
I know this in National Treasure. He played he played Caddy in thirteen days. Okay, okay. The fucking irony is he would never qualify to run for president because he's Canadian. But they're like, we just want him to be a president. Like, we really we're trying trying to tell you we want a Canadian as a president. They're also not saying he's Canadian, so I'm I'm fine with that. But I get the point you're making, you know. So, um, Golden Circle came out on September twenty second, seventeen. But it doesn't say when it was shot, so I don't know. Oh, well, here we go. Uh, filming began on May 15th, 2016, and uh, some additional footage, and it ended on September 13th. So it would have been before the election, mm-hmm. but additional footage was shot in December of that year. So I guess, you know. That's fair. I mean, I, I kind of view it as like the pro- like maybe they were like, well, the probability is Donald Trump could be president, so we're going to have like... A sane the person. Woman, <laughs> well, we're also going to have an insane person. We're going to have like the voice of reason be like a Hillary Clinton looking as person, which yes. I was fucking stunned. But I'm like, is that fucking Emily Watson? Hmm. And it is. I, yeah. I was just like, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Um, I. Uh, yeah. But I mean, just finishing off the first one, I, I like the way it came out. I liked I liked the training. I actually like the whole sequence of like Eggsy going through like the tests of of how to become a Kingsman and then uh, actually ultimately failing it, you know, so. You know, Steph actually brought up a very interesting point about the, the ultimate test, which is the shooting the dog. Yeah. She doesn't believe that that would be gentlemanly to do because like a gentleman would, you know, in her, in her opinion... They don't, they, you know, just doing something without, um, without, uh, just doing something by following orders without asking why is sort of in her mind goes against what the Kingsmen represent. So to shoot a dog without asking, but that's, even not, if the it's only, a blank, that's not the only test that had that same kind of like just follow the order. I mean, she's not wrong, but I'm just saying that's not the only test that was like that, right? You know, I don't know. I I'll tell you this much. The original plan was that they actually do shoot the dogs that was written in the script. And then I think it was, uh, Vaughn's co-writer, Jane Goldman was like, you will lose a lot of fucking audience. If you shoot puppies, I, I concur a hundred percent. Like I, I was actually glad that they didn't kill. Like, I, you know what? Like, uh, Again, having having seen it before, but having it been so long, I did not remember what was coming. So it was really like a fresh viewing for me. You know what I mean? And like when he didn't like, like I I remember thinking they killed his dog. The only reason why I'm not turning it off is because I have to do it for the show. But otherwise, I'd right. be like click, you know. So. But then the fucking really stupid thing is that the dog ends up dying in the sequel. What? Yeah, I, I, I'm not. But here's the thing, and I know it's stupid, but you can justify in your brain that the villain killed the dog instead of Eggsy. Like I, I know it's stupid. But even but... still, it's like the dog only lasts another year and a half. It's like, I know. Jesus Christ. I don't even know. If it was not that to, long. Look, I still have a couple more points of the first one because we're we're about to talk about the second one. But yeah, um, I love I love the fact that Michael Caine dropped his aristocratic posh accent for that final line he gives like you dirty fucking prick like he 
really he, like he dropped. Yeah. He brings up the working class like yeah. Cockney accent that Michael Caine's so well known for, sure. but he doesn't do it as Arthur for 99% of the film. Mm -hmm. So once he realizes he's about to die, he's like, you daddy fucking piece of lead. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, dude, the fucking the church fight scene was absolutely bananas. And I fucking loved every second of it. I was going to say, I've never been happier to see a group of people die in my life. Holy shit, <laughs> e dude. Even and if they are fictional, you know, like... <laughs> I... Man, dude, I... I uh, and they're not exactly wanna... fictional because I'm like I'm not I'm guarantee you that group of people exist somewhere. Plenty of locations and yeah. and you know I yeah, you kind of are like, yeah, you kill those racist, homophobic, Honestly, that, overly Christian motherfuckers. That, that partially made me understand Valent where Valentine was coming from. It's like you know what? Um Dennis Miller had a great line in a stand-up like 30 years ago at this point. Like, it's a, it's old. But he was talking about the death penalty. And he goes, there are some insanely evil motherfuckers in this world, and occasionally you need to thin the herd. And I'm kind of like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, um, I think the death, my opinion of the death penalty is that my god but that wasn't i agree my, yeah. i'm like there are certain people that just they they have they have uh what, what would be the, they avoided their ticket to live as yeah, far as i'm I, concerned I, i'm not necessarily sitting here advocating either way on the death penalty my point is that that's kind of where val like even if that wasn't valentine's intention by doing what he was gonna do it kind of had that a bonus consequence of well it's gonna fucking take out some people that should not be here which is you know? sort of the 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 president's point of view and two which is like let's you know i'm gonna publicly say i will fucking do everything i can to save all the people that are on drugs and have these skin conditions but hey everyone's but see, gonna that's, die that's that's the difference for me is that his logic the logic's the same but the the source hits differently for me. Like, I'm not okay with wiping out people, especially some people who do, like, we know people who yeah. do drugs that are perfectly good people that would have been and, fucked up by this thing. You know what I mean? And they so, do it for medical reasons. Like, we and, know and, people who smoke pot be because they have cancer or because they have a right, condition or right. because... So, they're that, fighting bulimia or whatever and, the fuck. And, and I know some people that do it recreationally, and get, they, but they can also turn the switch off and then go do, you know, be productive human beings and work a job and do all that. And then when they have some downtime, you know, and it's usually weed. I'm not, I'm not, you know, it's necessarily usually weed or yeah, it's usually weed or maybe the unfortunate cocaine, thing is I know, you know way too yeah, yeah yeah I know way too many people are on cocaine but 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 I mean so it's certainly not and neither of us are advocating drug use that's not what we're saying but you know well I mean I am advocating use. experimentation I think people should experiment but keep your ass in check you know understand that what you're doing is highly addictive and it could kill you every time you try something absolutely my my overall point is that just because you 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 tried a drug or taken a drug once does not mean you should automatically die. And that president no. and that president's perspective in the film is that if you've done a drug ever, you should mm -hmm. just die. And, and, and yeah. And that, that president, they didn't explicitly call him, but he's definitely a Republican. 
He's 100% a Republican. I'm not going to say either way, but sure. You know, I mean. It's very Republican kind of thing to fucking do. Well, anyway, the the point the point is that that's very different than what what would be the the unintended consequence from what Valentine sure. is going to do. You know, I so. would I would rather all the fucking <laughs> let me put it this way, I would rather all the fucking Christian bigots die than all the fucking drug users die. Let me put it that way. I would just prefer. I'm not even going to specify it to Christian. Just any bigots, really. Just bigots, but yeah. but bigots so, that use the church and the Bible as justification for their bigotry and homophobia. Sure. It really grinds my gears. Sure. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure there might be a couple more things we can go back to on one, but like we're already kind of dipping our toes into two. So no, we've whoa. kind of dipped our toes. We the only one we've really kind of avoided is the King's Man, and that's not by anything except that. I'll tell you why I feel like we've kept it separate when we get there. But um, it, two, I the Golden Circle. Uh, I really, well, tell me, tell me what you liked. I liked the stuff with Eggsy. I I didn't mind them bringing back Harry. Apparently, you didn't like it, but I I had no problem with that. I didn't, and and because of, and that's kind of the point I was starting to make earlier. But we got off on the thing about Bond. With with it being a satire, the gadgetry that they used to bring him back, I was okay with because of all the other extreme gadgetry that's already in the franchise, right? So sure. the way they bring him back, I'm fine with. I'm kind of with you about the not needing the amnesia portion, but okay, whatever. Like it, like I, I'm not. I didn't love that part either, but whatever. You know what I mean? You know, it, originally, originally before the second one was filmed, Matthew Vaughn said, "If I ever, if Colin Firth ever comes back, I'll probably make him like Harry Hart's evil twin brother." And I almost wish they would have done that. I would have been okay with that. That would have been an interesting way to do it. But, but I, I definitely dug him. I mean, I, I dig Colin Firth in general. I've seen him in a couple other things. Um, he, he's a lesser remembered character, and I'm sorry to bring the movie up, Rico, but it's a, it's, it's pertinent to the conversation. But oh, in, oh yeah. In in love, actually, like he his character is less remembered compared to a lot of the other characters in that film, at least to people it, I've it, talked to. Well, know. to me, I mean, I had to. I've seen that movie a plethora of times. Sure. And so so I I always remembered him as sticking out. I, I would put him I would put him above the the nude the sex stand-ins actors like Martin Freeman and whatever the fuck uh, her name is. Sure. Sure. I, I can't disagree with that. But anyway, the, the, because, the... because the whole point is that like at the end, he gives that whole big speech in broken Portuguese. And I, that's pretty memorable. Yeah, it is. But up to that moment, he's kind of like dismissive compared to like the woman that works in the office and mm-hmm. Rickman's character and mm-hmm. even uh, Bill Nye's character. Even the guy that goes to America to get laid like sticks out in my memory more than than Firth in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? So sure. anyway, Neeson and the kid, you know, you get the idea. Right. But um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and I certainly didn't mean to bring up any bad memories, but no, no, it, no, you're it, fine. You're fine. It, he overall, I like Colin first. So, like when I, I and I, this is probably my favorite role of his at this point that I've seen. And I've not seen everything, but of the ones I've seen, this is my favorite role. I know he was in the King's Speech, which I referenced earlier, but and he does a great job there. But I, he's also in two Bridget Jones movies, so or three. I, he's all, he's in all three. Which I've never seen any of them, so I can't speak to that. First but, one's good. Yeah. Um. 
and and I I wouldn't I don't think he's in it, but I wouldn't mind it if he had made it in the Harry Potter world. I think he would have been he would have fit in that franchise pretty well. I'm not even talking about Grindelwald. I'm talking like the the OG ones. He would have fit in right. there somewhere. I actually could have seen him being one of the dark arts teachers. Like you know, I he would he would have he would have been fine as Lockhart and yeah. Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, but that's that's neither here nor there. So I like him. So I was excited to see him make a return. Like I was actually upset that he died because I liked him. I liked the character, you know, the unfortunate thing is that when they were promoting trailers for the second film, they immediately revealed that he was coming back. See, I don't I re- remember. Yeah. Yeah. They, they showed him, you know, in the two way mirror shaving with an eye patch. And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh fuck. Yeah, I didn't like the eye patch thing. I think that they've got enough gadgetry and whatever that they could have somehow replaced his eye, but I'm not Yeah. I don't Go, hate it. Like I'm not like, oh well that just fucks the whole thing up. But yeah, I mean you know, find Rocket Raccoon and pull the fucking cybernetic <laughs> eyeball out of his ass and you know. I almost feel like they somehow have the technology they could have actually like regenerated. Recreate, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but whatever. You, you can you can use nanobars to like bring back the brain but not a fucking eyeball, <laughs> like Right, exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I um I, I I didn't like that so much, but I did, and and I I didn't see the need for completely destroying the Kingsman property. But um, I will say this though, I did notice something, and I forget if I saw it in the first one or the second one. It doesn't matter. I'm ninety percent positive that that street that the Kingsman is on is the same street that Apple's on. The, the Beatles, the the tailor shop, or the or the head, the mansion, the tailor shop. Oh, uh, okay. I'm, I'm. I think, think Steph has walked. Steph has walked down that street. I think she. I'm ninety percent positive that's the same street that that Apple's located on. Okay. No, I just think that's awesome. Like Apple products. No, no, no. Apple Apple Limited. That so that means that's where the Beatles stood. 50 years oh, ago. Oh, I, I didn't know. We, I was like thinking like Apple, like. Yeah, like I guess I should have. I should have been more specific. No, 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 no. That, that I'm pretty positive. That's where the Beatles studio was when they did uh, Let It Be and uh, and stuff. And 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 I think Revolver. Uh, yeah. So that that makes sense. Um, What else did you like or two? I, I, uh, I mean, I, I liked I, I liked. First off, I like that they turned something that was a joke into something more serious. Like with with the Swedish princess from the first one. I I didn't I didn't I like that. I liked it that it carried over. Um, I, I no, I I like that they are a couple. I by the way, I we we kind of glossed over the butt fucking ending that like Kingsman gave us. Like okay. Kingsman one gave us. Like in the same vein as all the Bond films, ending with a double entendre, like, oh, uh-huh. I think he's attempting reentry, so like that type of shit. Or sure. I think there was there's a Pierce Brosnan one where he's fucking a woman named Christmas. Fucking uh there, oh god, a, uh, Denise Richards. And he says, I thought Christmas only comes once a year. <laughs> that's good. But the the fucking he like she he saves the Swedish princess and she's like which, by the way, when I first looked at her, I was like, "God, it's like if Amy Adams was Swedish." I would, yeah. The other, the other one I was thinking of was, um, oh God, what's her name? Um, I want to say January Jones, but that's not who I'm thinking of. Um, no, actually, it, it, uh, you're talking about the character, the actress from uh, First Class. 
No, that's who that's who January Jones January is, but Jones that's not is, yeah. that's not who I'm thinking of though. Well, I kind of see that too, actually. It might actually maybe it. that is who I'm thinking of. Yeah, it's January yeah. Jones. Yeah, that is who yeah. I'm thinking of. I kind of see it. Yeah. Um. So the movie ends with like her. She's like, I've got to go off and save the world, and she's like, If you save the world, we could do it in the asshole. Yeah. And he's like, I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. And then he saves the world and I grabs know. a thing of champagne. Has to have Merlin fucking uh, hack into the cell door. And Merlin's looking on the fucking like security camera screens, and he's and it literally ends with her like flipping on her stomach, over, like, sh- yeah, like showing off her fucking you know brown eyes, but yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking like, what a weird way to end a movie. And I'm like, oh, it's the end of the movie. In itself, is a joke on the fucking Bond uh-huh. endings. It's yeah. literally we're gonna show you the ending of this movie, but we're gonna make a but fucking joke. <laughs> I did. Um, I did like, by the way, that like, as he's going to do this, Merlin's like, we don't need champagne. We got plenty in a plane and he's completely ignoring him. And yeah, he's yeah. just like, fuck off Merlin. Like I need, I, I, I'm a butt fuck a princess. That's what I'm about to do. <laughs> well, he's, like, The funny part is he's still wearing, wearing the glasses. Cause it's a POV of Merlin watching on the monitor of, yeah. It's, it's, he, I think he forgot. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't think that's really what he was focused on at that point. Uh, yeah, man. He's like, maybe I need these glasses. I can't believe this shit's happening. Look what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I do like that they carried over that relationship. I don't but I I kind of felt like the actress who played fucking Princess Sweden dropped her accent. She did not have a pronounced Swedish I, accent. I don't care. I know you don't, but like I have, I in, I noticed it, or I'm like, where the fuck's her accent? They made a whole again, big deal about her again. If this was something like the King's Speech, or sure. you know, something more serious, I'd care. I would care. I would agree with you. But in something like the Kingsman Golden Circle, where the last time we saw her, she was getting, a, 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 you know, a... she was getting ready to be butt fucked. <laughs> they didn't show the butt fucking. <laughs> right. Let's, let's, let's so, be clear. Yes, it's not a porn. Um, but you know, not it, yet. There, no. <laughs> wait, there, there will be a fucking, you know, a, I don't know what the fuck the, the secret service, the, the yeah, service right. secret. Well, it is called blue blood. I mean, the next one's called blue blood. So the, why not? The, the next one's called blue blood. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It what is. Hold on. Uh, I got it right here. Uh, Kingsman, the Blue Blood. It's scheduled for 2023. They have a title. It's called the Blue Blood. What the uh-huh. fuck are they attacking? Smurfs? Uh, let me see if there's any. <laughs> well, I get. What if it's I... a crossover between Avatar and fucking Kingsman? I get. I get the. I get the. The Blue the Blood reference. as in royalty. Yeah. Um. In May of 2017, Vaughn stated that the, a sequel to the Golden Circle is currently in development, adding that. Co-writer Goldman mapped out the plot during production of Golden Circle. Vaughn later stated that his personal choice for the role of the villain is Dwayne. So he wants The Rock to be the villain. I'm not fond of that. I'm not either. But uh, by June of 18, the filmmaker announced the movie would be filmed back to back with the prequel. So they might have already shot a lot of it. I don't know if that happened here. Let me see. Serving as a conclusion to the the Harry exit relationship. Uh, Firth and Egerton will both reprise their roles. Uh, Vaughn stated production is scheduled to begin sometime between 19 and early 20. 
In September of 20, the film was given the working title, The Kingsman, The Blue Blood. So maybe that title could potentially change. Sure. Uh, in December of 2021, Vaughn revealed that the filming on the sequel will begin in September of this year with an intended 2023 release date. So that's fair. Um, so that title could change, but I'm, I'm kind of I'm on board for that title, depending I, on what the plot is. But you know. yeah. Um, OK, some of the things that I liked of of Golden Circle, I I actually did thoroughly enjoy Julianne Moore's performance. I know you didn't. No, 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 no. I you didn't like the character. I didn't like no. Her performance was fine. I just didn't like right. the character. Yes. Yeah. I, I was more in tune with her than I was with the fucking robots. I thought the robots was a bit fucking I much. Hated that that is where it lost yeah. me and never really kinda got me back was the robot I, dogs. I like the fact what she names the dogs. Though. Yeah, no, no. The the, the Benny and listen, the Jet. Yeah, there there's there's cleverness throughout a yeah. lot of it. And I can identify even with the parts I didn't like. There are things I can go, I get that, I get that, I get that. But it doesn't mean I have to like it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like so. th- like one example is in, in the second film, they have a fucking watch that can hack into any fucking program, right? Yeah, or pretty much, yeah. I mean they hack fucking Charlie's arm and sure. you know yeah. at no point did anybody fucking hack the dogs. True. I didn't even think about that, but you're not wrong. Yeah. No, it said we need Elton and fucking Fur to beat the shit out of a robot, like Robo Dog. I did. I, li- I, I actually just, I did like. like are, yeah. I actually did like the Elton shows up and stands in front of him, and it's like, oh, it can't attack me now. You know what I mean? Like that. I, I, I that's one of the few parts of that I actually kind of liked was like, you know, Elton being not not the whole fucking Neo shit, but like the that was so bad. It was terrible. But the part where it was it, it was terrible. Um, so it was a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. Um, uh, I don't even know if we recorded that conversation. That's the worst part. Is that did. is completely an inside joke? I think. I, but that's I think we did. I don't. I. Uh... Um, but uh, regardless, I I did like the using Elton as the shield, even if that was Elton's idea. Like it would have been worse if Colin had grabbed him and said here and like stuck him in front of him, but. You know, the fact that Elton jumped in front of him and was like, here, I can help you by sit- sitting right here. That kind of worked for me. I was on I was on with that. But, yeah. I would have liked for, you know, it's like, I'll protect you. Hold me close to Tiny Down. So, like, that would have been funny. That would have been funny. I agree. Yeah. yeah I like Julianne Moore in it. I liked her fucking weird Martha Stewart on crack performance <laughs> where she's like 50s no pun, housewife. No, no pun intended there at all. Mildly, mildly. Okay. I mean, her name is Poppy because most of the drugs come from Poppy Fields. So, sure, like, I sure. even get like, but it was the robots that. I mean, I also get her ideology, which is like, oh, humans are so untrustworthy. I should really rely on robots. Like, yeah, maybe, yeah, okay, I guess. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I, I get it, but it was executed poorly. I, the robot dog, I mean, having a robot bodyguard, fine. But the robot dogs, I was like, it just reminded me of those fucking, like, they, they had, like, robot, like, dogs for kids. Like, it was like a fucking um, mm, yeah. Tamaguchi thing, yep. but it was, yeah. it just reminded me so much of they, that. Yeah, they, they just weren't good. They they weren't good, I, I agree. Like, I almost would have preferred if... They like from a from from a reality perspective, they'd actually used um, real dogs. Yeah, 
and then said they were robots and did some kind of thing at some point where, like, the leg opened up or something, like, you know, through CGI, opened up his leg or made, you know, something that indicates it's a robot at some point without it actually just looking like a, co- a collection of, like, machine parts. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, more, more machine. He's more machine than dog. <laughs> No, but you know what I'm saying, like right, absolutely, I, I, absolutely. like like a realistic looking robot dog. I would have been more kind of on board with, but this is this is what I would have done. I'm I'm, I'm fueling with your your whole thing. Yeah, they throughout throughout the whole film, we believe they're real dogs. We see, oh shit, they're fucking you know, Fido's got some fucking wires, and then that's when they're like, oh, maybe we should hack the fucking dogs and make them tear apart all the henchmen, something like that. Yeah, I would have been. Yeah, that you know. Um, I'll, I'll tell you what really fucking pissed me off about this film, mm, and there's there's still a plethora. Yeah, but I was really fucking upset they killed off Roxy. Uh, I thought they did her dirty. I, I I agree. I that's not where I thought you were going, but I but I agree with that as well. Like I'm not I'm not against that. I I, I liked the only reason why I see doing it. And I'm not saying I like it, but at least mm. from a logic perspective, because as as a viewer. It almost sets up like a love triangle between him, between Eggsy, Roxy, and the princess. So by killing mm. off Roxy, there's no question that he's going to stay with the princess. I, I don't, I'm not saying I like it, Rico. I'm just saying that that's a way to, you know what I mean? It is just like how we said, like a, like a couple episodes, like it is a theory, but you don't believe that theory. I, I would have liked him to actually end up with Roxy. I personally thought it would have been cooler if he had ended up with Roxy. That's just me. You know, I I liked how it went with the exception of them killing off Roxy. I thought Roxy, I mean, he said like Roxy's like, you know, his best friend and he keeps it. He, he's very committed to, uh, you know, Swedish chick. What the fuck is her? Hildy? What's her fucking Hildy, name? I think so. I'm, uh, no, Tildy. Cause it's Princess Tildy. T. Yeah. Tildy. Yeah. So Tildy, but I, and I like the fact that he was, you know, with the princess because oh, sure. of the classist, like he could be, he could pretend to be a gentleman all all he wants, and he's be still, as a yeah, gentleman. he's still working class, you know, with a thick fucking accent who doesn't know a, you know, this fork from the other fork. Which, so, but yeah, let's we'll get to that in a minute because I got a big problem with that whole sequence. The whole fork sequence. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, the, the, oh, the the Firth training him thing. Uh huh. Oh, how they. Introduce a scene that didn't exist for our benefit to make us think that that actually happened. And then almost like that they had been training that shit for like months in between the time. Like, no, he he, yeah. he was fucking dead. Like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> that never happened. Like, I don't I we you and I can both agree there might have been things that happened off off camera. Right. Right. But the timeline doesn't line up. If you had had more time, I could see that. You know. And you know how you test the time hmm. with the dog. Yes. If, if if JB, which I love the fact that they named the fucking dog JB, and it's not for James Bond, Mm-mm. it's not for Jason Bourne, it's for fucking Bauer. Jack it's Bauer. It's for fucking Jack yeah. Bauer from 24. Yeah. It's like, wow, there's a lot of JBs in, in, in this fucking right? world. Right. Especially which means the... essentially the puppy would be JBJR. True. True. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I hated that. I hated the, the, the non-existent, like, I spent time with my mentor and that's why I miss him. Like, they, they, they did spend time together, but not that. That never fucking happened. No, I, and you and I are, we agree that like when they, like we had this 
about uh, back. Uh, no, not back to uh, uh, coming to America, which we should just call coming to America too, um, to avoid confusion. Sure. When they insert that whole sequence where like Eddie Murphy uh, impregnates that woman and then has a kid, yeah, and we're just like, no, that fuck you for inserting a scene that doesn't work, yeah, just to make your plot work. Like yep. fuck you. Yeah. And, yeah. But I mean, that's the extreme level. Then having is, a fucking yeah. little scene of like, and this fault goes with this fuck and blah blah blah. It, I'm with you, but like, yeah, no, it's the, not the, the, the biggest insult they could have done to this. Movie. No, no, and the scene as a whole, I don't hate. Like the scene, the fact that the, like the scene was well done. I like seeing Colin interacting with 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 Terran. Like that old part, I was fine with. What I hate is exactly what you just said that they shoehorn the fuck out of that just to, you know. The, the the thing is, I think it's a it's a mild callback to a reference they make in passing in the first film. At one point, Colin Firth is trying to ask him, like, "Have you ever seen in this movie? In this movie, like, okay, how about Pretty Woman?" And he's like, yeah. and then the whole point is like to take someone of no means, give them means, and he's like, sure. "Oh, you mean like fucking uh, that Audrey Hepburn film? God damn it, um, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's? No, 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 the other one with uh, My Fair Lady. Okay." Oh, right, where, right, right, yeah. And, and, and Firth is like, you are full of surprises, goddamn. So the whole fork exchange and, like, what fork is what, in my opinion, is a throwback to them making a pretty woman reference because the almost identical, the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I get it. I know it. it's a stretch. I get it. But so is the scene itself. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it, yeah. it just felt. It, it really actually took me out of the movie briefly. Like not completely, but it definitely took me out of the movie for a little bit. You know, it didn't take me out of the movie, but I definitely was like, um. Okay. I also, I also wonder if it's a product of the fact that I literally watched them back to back. Sure. Like there was no gap for me between one and two when I rewatched these for this. I I, I watched one and immediately put on the second one. So maybe that had something. I don't know, but it just I don't know. You know, originally the title was going to be the Golden Triangle, and then like because there is like a Asian like terrorist kind of thing called like the Golden Triangle, and then like. Mm. Vaughn realized that no one would understand that. He said, all right, Golden Circle sounds better, which I actually like. They call it the Golden Circle because it could be a reference to the the crime syndicate, essentially. Mm. Or it's the fact that ultimately Eggsy is is trying to get married. The Golden Circle is also the ring on his finger at the end of the film. Let let me, by the way, and I meant to ask you this, I'm probably putting way too much thought into this, but what did you think of the Kingsman logo? I'm it's just a K, it's just, but it's sideways. Certain angle, yeah. It's it's sideways with the yeah. I'm with you. I it, like I don't understand. I still don't understand. I, I'll tell I, you why I think that is what it is. Okay. It almost looks like a crown. Okay, I I I I can see that. I'm I'm there. I can. That's I can the kinda best see it. I can offer for that reason. Yeah, and I not, agree that it's looks it's weird. I I don't think it's the biggest problem by a long shot, and I don't. It does not destroy anything for me. But it was like, a, hmm, that's weird. You know, like what I yeah. what I like is that it has a very noticeable logo, just like the Statesman. So when they had their their me- message, like their 
their trade-off where they have the S in Kingsman is the S for Statesman. So, like, they understand, like, oh, we actually but are on see, the same team. That in and itself is kind of, like, contradictory to my problem, though. Because when it says on the bottle, distilled in Kentucky, mm-hmm. it's upright. It's not Kentucky written sideways. The, the K, they swung the logo up so that it actually makes a K. Right. Well, just like on the, on the store of, of the Kingsman shop, it's not going to be sideways. It's going to be It normal. is. It's underneath the word Kingsman sideways. It's not mm. the K in Kingsman. It's underneath the word Kingsman written out in, you know, Times New Roman or whatever font it is. Right. You know. And I mean, I, it's a weird, it's a weird choice, and I, I don't understand why they make it that again. Way. It doesn't, it doesn't make me go, okay, I fucking hate this. But I was like, right, it's, but it, it's you, just, have, you have questions, yeah. Um, to, but yeah, I, I liked it. I liked the princess. Well, you were talking, I, I but I, I do like the princess, and I, 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 I like that whole thing, you know, of him. Yeah, I, I like that he's trying to be monogamous, which is why it's such an interesting scene where he's just like. The first thing he does when he finds out he might have to sleep with a target is he calls his girlfriend and is brutally honest with her. He says, I don't want to do this. I have to do this. Right. This is saving the world shit. I kind of felt like she was like. I agree. She was a little too harsh on the whole thing. But but at the same time, I don't think I would be reacting any differently. If, if Stephanie was a spy and I knew she was a spy and then she's like, honey, I have to like do this. And I'm like, well. Well, you could save the world. I'm not going to be happy about it, but you could save the fucking world, I guess. And, and see, Eggsy does something in this that happens in a lot of movies. So I'm not even picking on this film, but he does something in this movie that I fucking hate that happens in movies, right? So we, as the viewer, know he ultimately doesn't go through with it. He doesn't sleep mm-hmm. with her. Um, at worst, he gets to third base, which could still be considered cheating, but that's. At worst, you know, let, but we'll we'll stick to the fact that he didn't sleep with her, right? And that's mm-hmm. really the right. important part. He calls Tildy to be like, hey, I didn't do it. Gets her voicemail and does not, like, listen, if that were me and this was the real world and, and I'm a spy, which we both know will never fucking happen, but. You're uh, more likely a villain, but yeah. Thanks. Um, <laughs> says the man that looks like a Bond villain. Um, okay. I'm just saying. Uh, okay. So if... <laughs> God damn it, I hate you sometimes. Um, <laughs> if, if, if I were that position, I would be calling... Go- and let's say everything laid, played out exactly as we see in the film, up to the point right. where he doesn't do it. I'd be on the phone, even if I got the voicemail going, hey, honey, I didn't do it. Can we talk? Please, you know, leaving that voicemail of I didn't do this, not arguing with her, just saying, hey, I didn't do it. I oh, I know what I or said. Text her. What? Or even or, just text her. Or both. I probably would have done both. I probably would have left the voicemail and then immediately said, hey, I didn't do it. Check your voicemail. You know, like. You know what I would do? I have like a fucking spy agency backing me up. I'd be like, hey, Merlin, I need you to contact fucking. You know, that too. I mean, there's, there's, there's multiple ways to like deal with that. You know what I mean? So and I Merlin would be like, I'm not gonna fucking be in the middle of like your relationship. Like, hey, fuck you. You were there at the beginning of my relationship. Sure, but I'm, but I'm saying, but like we see that all the time in movies. I'm not even picking on the Kingsman here. We're like, right. you know, someone thinks they someone else cheated or he he did something wrong or whatever, and then like he calls and gets the voicemail and just hangs up the phone. Like, 
fucking sad. Leave a, leave a message, motherfucker. Right. Like, what drives me crazy is the the believability that like if usually it's like the woman who's scorned and she's upset and she's ignoring yeah. the calls. It's that stereotype, but how they just turn off their phone. I'm like, uh-uh, that that that's not a thing. They don't but, just turn off their phone. They ignore your calls, but they don't yeah, turn off their yeah, phone. Yeah, Whenever yeah. I see them turn off their phone, unless they're going to bed, that's the one exception. I'm like, okay, I believe that. But like, they're just like, no, I'm just going to like, you know, not have my phone on. I'm like, I'm not saying women are shallow and they need their phone on. No. I'm saying society of people in general need their fucking phone no, on. Yeah, now. in a world we live in where we're all so dependent on the cell phone at this point, you you, you rarely can just turn it off. You Yeah, right. you can mute. When, you when can... I... Yeah, whatever, but I, I it's like that meme, like I never turn my phone off, but when I do, I have it restart immediately. Like Yeah, right, exactly. Um I, if I restart my phone, it's because something's wrong with it. I'm like this will fix it. Right, basically. Um Yeah, so that's I, I just didn't I didn't like Poppy's motivation at all. I in, in terms I of villains, she's not the greatest so far. No. Um but Okay, so the real the real uh, thing that I wanted to ask you, Merlin, John Denver, I take what? you know, fuck oh, John Denver. I, I had no problem with that. No, no, I'm not saying, but his death scene. Oh, I know. I hated that they killed him. I honestly hated that. I really, and first off, look, I I, I can I can I can get behind and I can defend shooting Harry in the face and somehow keeping him alive right mm -hmm. i get i can i can get behind that if they find a way to bring this motherfucker back to life after getting blown apart by a fucking landmine i'm out like i'm telling you right now all right well i'll tell you this in advance originally the possibility of merlin coming back in the in the movie not in the, not in like fucking blue blood or whatever sure uh he was going to like after they save the world and stop the timer with Viva Las Vegan, which is a dumb password. Um, apparently Merlin was going to crawl into the diner with his legs blown off and be like, Hey, can someone fucking help me please? And please pour me a drink or something akin to that. And the test audiences fucking hated it because it was such an emotional goodbye Yeah, of him singing, you know, John Denver uh -huh. and, and doing it. You know, they were like, they felt cheated. Like they felt like, because <laughs> I saw a number of reviews where people were like, I fucking cried, man. Like Merlin was such a great character and Mark Strong was such an effective actor that like I cried I, and then I, to have him be like, come back for a one note joke was really pissed us off. Yeah. The only way that works is if you find a way like legit, th there's only one way that that sequence you're describing that ultimately didn't happen works. Right. Is if mm -hmm. if he comes in and says that, and then immediately like Eggsy runs out of one of the buildings, going, "Hey, look what I found!" And it's a pair of like robotic legs that Poppy had built. You know what I well, mean? That was going to be the next scene. Oh, okay. it was at the wedding. He was supposed to have the fucking like robot legs, which I'm glad they didn't because that would just make me think of like Forrest Gump, like you got new legs. <laughs> <laughs> I, like... I was already thinking it when you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Merlin, you got magic legs. You got magic legs. Yes, we, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> we really need to do that movie. But anyway, what? that's that's beside the point. Um, yeah, I 
that's the only way that works, and maybe I buy it then. But at this uh, yeah. point, you can't you can't bring him back now. Nope, he's he's gone. He's gone. Leave it and, and leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. I I, Which I is have such to a agree. Shame, man. The only here's how you can bring Mark Strong back into the franchise, though, and I'd be okay with it. Is if again we had that point five or something in between the Kingsman and and the the Secret Service. You yeah. know where where you have that, and you can see like his earlier time in the Kingsman, like a pre before. Like I, then I'm on, then I'm on board. I'm on board for sure. that. But they um, de-age Colin Firth for a flashback in two. So yeah, like it, yeah. it's it's possible. I listen. I I like something that I think you agree with too. They they have set themselves up with this franchise by not calling it Kingsman one. Or Kingsman mm-hmm. Two, like it's not called Kingsman Two: The Golden Circle. It's just called Kingsman: The Golden Circle. Mm-hmm. They can go any direction they want with this, pre or post, and you don't go, oh, <clears throat> you well, know what I'm saying? To a degree, I think yeah. if it's Kingsman, then it's certain it's curtain timeline. If it's Kingsman: Colon subtitle insert title here, then we know it's a prequel. That's the difference. It's the space between king and kings See, and man. I, I, and I, I disagree with you, but I think. Well, I the think, rumor is he's going to make more kings man movies. Right, and I'm not. I'm not against that. But I'm. What I'm saying to you is, I'm not against them because right now, like you said, it's the kings man two words, right? Like I'm okay if they bring it back together and call it Kingsman Cohen. So, like I, I, I don't need it to be separated to differentiate the two. Like, I really don't. I don't. Um, I think that's what's going to happen, though. I think that's the aim. Well, as, and, and that's fine. If he, Like, I don't right. have a problem. I'm not against that, but I don't need it either. Sure. Like, if, if they, without having a number attached, right. you can go any direction. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty much on board because unless you got more to say on two, we can go right into three here. I loved three. The. You know, or or the King's Man, just to get off the numbers. But if if we if I have something like I remember of one or two, I can always double back. But sure, yeah, I I was pleasantly like there are still parts I didn't like of the King's Man. I felt um, I had less problems with the King's Man than I did with Golden Circle by a pretty substantial margin. I like it, it. Feels just as far removed from the Kingsman franchise because it's it's them doing an origin, and really it's a World War One movie that happens to be in the Kingsman franchise in in the universe. Yeah, and and it and then it's much more serious than satirical comparatively to Agreed. the first two. And I'm okay. And I'm okay with that. Like I don't. I I'm sure there are people out there that love the satire of the first two and and didn't like this one for that reason that there's less of that. But I'm okay with it. Like yeah. I because you're not gonna have that. You, what 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 makes the first two so satirical for me is the gadgetry, which I'm okay mm-hmm. with. And in in World War One in mm-hmm. that era. You're not gonna have the gadgets enough of the gadgetry to make it that satirical. You can have some pieces, but you're not gonna have that full level. Yeah, like when a parachute is like that's the height of gadgetry. Is like you could jump on a plane, you might live. Yeah, I mean you had that. You had impo- and this isn't 
overly gadgetry, but like him being able to pull the sword out of his cane when they're fighting Rasputin. You that's know what always I mean? been a thing. That, no, that sword cane's have always been a thing. No, but it, but it's still a gadget, even if it's always been sure. a thing. That's all I'm saying. It's like, definitely a gentleman gadget. I'll sure. give you that. You know, that's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, you know. Oh, speaking of gadgets, I, I ran this theory by Steph, and I'm not really saying this is a legit theory, sure. but it made me real. It made me think there are certain iterations where the penguin is British. What if the penguin was an ex Kingsman uh, agent? He's got a fucking umbrella that does yeah, gadgets no, and and shoots guns. Because in the latter in the latter ones, I mean, Collins, you know, Harry's. Uh, umbrella shoots, so I'm I'm it with you. Does it in the first one? It does it in the second one. That's he uses it as yeah. a stun in the first film. Yeah, but I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Like he was just a disgruntled. He's one of those Kingsmen who like, you know, fuck off. You failed. Get out. He's yeah. the one who yeah. who opened the parachute too early I, or whatever. I, I would argue actually he got as far as to getting in and then said said fuck off and left. You know who he is? How well do you remember Wanted? Fairly. Remember, like, an, like an, um, McAvoy's father ends up actually, they, they say it's one person, but it actually was a different character yeah. Who, yeah. who realized that Morgan Freeman was basically, like, going against everything and just killing whatever. Like, sure. that, it, almost to that level, maybe not as altruistic, but I'm saying mm-hmm. in the sense of, like, he got that far. He had a seat at the table. He was... You know, Lancelot or whoever, and then just said sure. "fuck off" and and went and did his own thing. But instead of Merlin, he's Marlin, <laughs> right? Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's just an interesting theory of like he's an ex Kingsman agent who's like "fuck this" and he goes to Gotham. Yeah, and yeah. and just like because you know the Penguin's that, able to fucking like throw down against Batman a whole lot longer than he should be. He's a short, fat fuck. Like, yeah. there's no like. Batman should be able to just knock him the fuck out with one punch, and yet he's like, "Look at me with my super duper umbrella, motherfucker!" Like, I, I think, <laughs> I think you need to write to Mark Miller and pitch that. I'm not even joking. Like, I think you need Ma- to pitch. Yeah, write to Mark Millar and just be like, "Dude, fucking Penguin is is a long lost Kingsman agent." Yeah, I, I absolutely. I'm you. I'm not even making a joke, dude. I legit think you should pitch that to him. <laughs> um. I, and who knows if we'll take you seriously, but fucking do it anyway. Um, He'll just be like, no. <laughs> so what? So what? You can at least have, say- that, have that. That you know what? The Court of Owls is the, the new Gotham things. branch of the fucking statesman. Yeah, there you go. There, but they're all ex statesmen that turn villain. Yeah. That, yeah, I'm, dude, I'm telling you, write this thing up and pitch I'm it. not a writer, I'm a rewriter, motherfucker. You did well. You well, you're wrong now. Someone write that shit down and give Rico credit. Um, yes. uh, so I can rewrite and be like, that wasn't very good. Let me let me fix this. <laughs> and Jay, not you. I love you, darling, but there'll be too many hieroglyphics for Mark's taste. We we we. Unless you're sitting in fucking ancient Egypt, yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um. Okay, so I, I yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I, I is it just me or is Ray Fiennes perfectly fucking cast in this world? Like I, I, I yeah, I, I loved him as Oxford. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I, I will tell you at the beginning of the movie, I was really skeptical. Not of Ray. I'm, I'm being more broad. I was really skeptical because I was doing the math. 
Mm-hmm. And when it starts off in, ni- I think it's 1902. At I'm the l- opening scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's not what Harry said. Like, I was waiting for them to fuck up their own continuity on this. And I was going to lose my, I was going to, I was waiting. I, at that moment, when I saw that, I was like, I'm going to come into this movie, into this discussion. I'm going to be like, fuck this movie because they completely destroyed the continuity. And they don't. They, they don't, don't, but there, there, there's a couple things where they kind of like, and I would like to preface this. I think we should not spoil this particular film because it just came out. We can, we can tow the line, so to speak. Okay. Like we could say like, oh, the villain I don't think was, I thought was kind of not very good. Like just as an yeah. example. Yeah. Yeah. But for the sake of it, because it's still, it's now on HBO. Some people may not have seen it, sure. blah, blah, blah. At least, I can, we can at least do that thing. I mean, I, we, I will, we did I spoil will, the yeah. fuck out of like Spider-Man, but like we also had to like, if we didn't spoil Spider-Man, we would have nothing to talk about. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but if we were doing a one episode about, Hey, this one movie, then that's different, but we're lumping it with a whole franchise. So it'd be hard to avoid spoilers in this. Sure. Context. Sure. Um, okay. But let me, uh, they, they do kind of skirt with fucking with their mythology in the sense that um, I think it was the, I think it was, Golden Circle, it ends with Firth saying one of our founders, and he gives a quote, and it's a Churchill quote. I'm like, well, Churchill wasn't in that room in the king in the King's Man. Okay. So he's not he's not one of the leading founders, he's one of the earlier members. And also the, the years are all off. No, the years he's, line up. Oh, you mean with Churchill specifically? Yeah, with okay, Churchill. yeah, 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 yeah. Um that's all I'm saying. There's no, that slight no, 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 no. I, I'm just computing. I'm not. I'm not necessarily arguing or, or coming up with that. I'm just computing. What I'm trying to absorb that. But I, right. I would also say, with the final reveal in the, I, I think it's even the post credit. I think it's a post credit. Mm-hmm. I'm trying again. I'm trying to tell this line you want to tell because sure. you know that lines up with Churchill for a future King's Man thing. But if you but I wouldn't call him a founding a founder because the founders are all seated at, the, at that yeah, table. At the yeah, end yeah, of the yeah, film. yeah, yeah. I uh, would say. I mean, I get it's it's me like really being specific with me picking apart logic, I, no, and I, I acknowledge I that. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, think it's cool that they're like, hey, you know, one of our founding members is fucking Churchill. Is that awesome? And then it's like, yeah, but he wasn't in the movie. Like, yeah. Yeah, I almost prefer they would have just put him in the fucking movie, and then then I would be happy. You you take the character uh, that Aaron Taylor Johnson played, uh huh, with fucking kick ass, and you make him Churchill. That solves everything. Y- y- Listen, I'm not I'm not arguing against your logic, but I can at least I can at least give you a plausible explanation on how to tie that together. Okay, if you recall, not all the seats were filled. And that Ooh. and that technology for where you wear the glasses and you see all like they do the fucking Jedi shit, which whatever yeah. didn't exist yet. So that's fair. Yeah. That that okay. I'm with you. That's actually a really good explanation. He's, um, you know, fucking Churchill just for le- didn't get there to meeting in time. Or 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 they're still finding the final founding members. They haven't found them all yet, and maybe they haven't they f- found a fucking Prince Valiant or, or whatever. Whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah. You know? Um. I'm not. I'm not. 
you're I'm not faulting your thing because I agree with you. There there's that right. gap, but there's at least a way to ex to explain it after continuing this piece, right? To say, mm -hmm. oh well, yeah, we found these three other guys like the week after that scene or whatever. Sure. You know? so, um, we, I actually we, I in that scene I actually had a bigger problem that there was an American at the table. Um, you're talking uh, about Tucci, yeah. Which you can you can ask Steph to confirm this. Before they did a like a zoom up of Tucci's face, I heard the voice and I saw him from afar and I said, "That's fucking Stanley Tucci." I I I don't need to. I I mean I I obviously didn't see it, but I don't need to ask Steph either because I there are certain actors I know you're gonna pick out of a like you could fucking yeah. well you could where's Waldo the fuck out of Stanley Tucci. I mean like that's <laughs> even with putting hair on his head and giving yeah. him a beard, you, I'd be like, you, I fucking know that Tucci. He could have been Rasputin and you would have figured it out. I mean I would like, be like Tucci 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 like there yeah, you are, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, okay, speaking of Rasputin, we, we can that one without, we have to talk about. That one we, we have can't, to talk about that. Uh, okay. I told you in advance, I said, he, fucking Reese Ivans as, as P uh, Putin, uh, <laughs> Rasputin. Well, one and the same, uh, really. I mean, like. Is Raspberry and Putin, you get Rasputin. Um, <laughs> uh, I said he's going to be the creepiest, grossest, weirdest performance, but you will not fucking hate his, like, kick-ass fight scene. I actually didn't hate any of it. It it was the only thing that I didn't like, and I this is gonna sound so stupid that I knew there was Ray Siphons. I wish I wish I didn't know that prior to seeing it. You wish you didn't know it was Reese Ivans playing Rasputin before I saw it. So I told you it was Reese Ivans before you saw it. Yes. Okay, so I spoiled it for you. Right, and I'm not upset about it, but like. I kept thinking about like the kicker from replacements and little Nikki's brother. Yeah. And had trouble going. That's the same guy. Like it, it you know what I mean? It's like, easier if you think that's the lizard from fucking Spider-Man or, it's, it's or that's, even, that's little even, love goods dad from fucking Harry Potter. I guess, or whatever, but I mean, like, it would have been easier for me to just watch the movie and then go, and then find out after the fact. Like, it didn't destroy anything, I'm not saying that, but, like... Right, it, I, you, you, there's always that, like, happy surprise, you're like, who the fuck played this guy? And you look, I'm like, no shit, it was that motherfucker, like, right, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, it was a little bit, and, 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 and knowing who it was, for whatever reason, took me out of the character a little bit, just a little mm. bit, not not completely, just a little bit. I, I'm surprised because as soon as I saw him appear on, I mean, I guess I've seen more Reese Ivans movies than you, where I was like, holy shit, that's the dude from fucking Notting Hill. Or I whatever, would have you know? never even. That's, that's even, crazy. To even me. knowing it, I didn't see it. I, I mean, I still believe it, but I didn't. I st even knowing it, I didn't see it. No, CJ, it's a lie. It's it really, no, we're all I, doing I, it just fuck to fuck you. with you. I, then, <laughs> um. But it was still good. You're right that it was. I I thought the overall performance was good, not just the fight scene. But no one knows what Rasputin. No one alive knows what Rasputin was like. And I am now like I fucking think he was exactly like this. And I, that, if he wasn't, then I'm pissed off. The things that I've read about him, because I have done yeah. some some reading, because I the, he, so he, I. he intrigues the. I mean, even long before this movie, I've read about him. 
Right. Because the character, the character, <laughs> I say it like it's fictional. The, he almost comes off like a fictional made up character. But though. he's not. That's the scariest fucking part, is it? It's, right. He's legit. But it, it's an interesting individual. Like Genghis Khan intrigues me equally as much, but for very different reasons. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, but in any event. I so I I had done some reading on him and and what I know of him I think they got it pretty pretty and I would I would I would argue not to go way off for just a split second I you I forget have you seen Ghostbusters two? It's it, you may as well say I have not seen it because it's been so long that I have no memory of it. I yeah. have it because you we you were with me when sure. I bought it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, do, but you don't remember I'm Vigo. Saving... You don't remember Vigo though, right? The the painting, yeah. the guy in the painting. I I know the painting, but I have I I, I know the meme reference of it. Basically. I, well, yeah, this is nothing to do with the meme. I would argue that that character is based on Rasputin. Wouldn't surprise me. He's not Russian, but just the all the other characteristics of him. I would, I would, would argue, yeah. Wouldn't it be more likely it's like Rasputin and like Dorian Gray? N- no, it's well, yeah. But in terms not, of a painting, that sort of yeah, but there's, that, there's not that reverse aging thing that happens to Dorian. But I, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah, it's. But that what I love is that they fucking like took his fight sequence and they added like Russian gypsy dancing. Yeah. I thought that was really fucking smart. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, another example of a couple people like, how the fuck does this person always end up in shit? And I'm not saying it in a bad way because I don't think they're bad actors in either case, but they just always, you turn on a movie and it's like, fuck, it's you again. And okay. Digimon on Han too. It's like, Jesus Christ, you're another one. That was the surprise that I did not, like, I saw the trailer, but, like, that's the thing about this movie, is this movie has been so postponed so many fucking times. When mm. it finally dropped on HBO, I was like, what the fuck? They just said, I mean, they put it on theaters, but, like, I was like, yeah, I'll see it. I'll, I'm going to try and do it, but it was postponed, like, four times. Yeah. So I saw the trailer. I was like, oh, shit, Digimon Hansu is going to be in this fucking movie. That's kind of cool. I mean, um, it, but then I, I completely forgot. I'm like, oh, shit, he is in this fucking movie. And then Brule. Fucking Zemo. He is so, like, in the background that when he first appeared, I'm like, is that fucking Zemo? I'm like, holy shit. That... I had no clue he was going to be in this movie. Neither did I. I didn't know. That, I, listen, that the, skeeted right by me. The, the only person I knew was in this movie. Literally mm-hmm. knew it. Well, the, only, what, the only one I knew coming in before you told me about Reese, and I'm not saying that in a bad way, but was, right, right, was Rafe. That's right. it. Outside of that, I knew nothing. And if I had pitched it to you, I'm like, there's a Kingsman prequel, and the only person you need to know about is Ray Fiennes, you'd be like, all right, that's good enough for me. I'm no, actually, I don't think I would have watched this if we weren't doing this episode. And, I, and I'm, I'm sad to say I don't think I would have. I'm glad that we did it because I ended up thoroughly enjoying it, but I... Oh, I, I think I'm a bigger Ray Fiennes fan than well, you. Well, it's not even about Rafe. It's not that I don't like Rafe. Oh, here, let me put it this way. When I first heard about this film, and I heard when it was coming out... I did not know, and I don't think the plan was originally to put it on HBO. I think it was just going to be in theaters. I and agree. So, and so I don't, I know for a fact that I, A, would not have paid to go see this in the theater, and B, probably would not have bought it if we weren't doing something like this. That's so, but But I can also say that I think that if we weren't doing this and it was on 
HBO like it is, I would have gone, oh, okay, well, since it's on HBO Max, I'll right. I'll check this out. So I think you do you, do you see do you follow where I'm I, going I, with this? I do. Um, I I would have I was very much really looking forward. This was one of those movies where I was like, when COVID happened and quarantining and shut down all theaters, I was really upset. I was like, oh fuck, I yeah. really want to see Kingsman. Like I was really fucking excited. I also I also was kind of put off based on my because di- I, I I can tell you I equally dislike the second one on this viewing as I did the first time. Like I just, Mm. and it really like, it really kind of turned me off from the franchise a little bit. And then I'm also, and I'm also getting a little sick in general of the, okay, we've shot two, let's do a prequel. Like that Mm. just is a thing. No, that's a thing that's happening across cinema period. Right. So like I'm getting a little, a little tired of that in general. It worked here. So I'm um, mm-hmm. good, but as a whole, like that concept of oh, we've made two, let's make a prequel now, is like, uh, okay, you know. I mean, I can't, I can't think of another franchise to go with what you're saying, but I, I'm not, dis- I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I like that they were kind of setting up two separate. Yeah, well, and I didn't know that. See, I didn't know that either. Like, I mean, I didn't know where they were going with this. I didn't know how far back they were going. Honestly. No, I like you knew more about this going into it than I did, you know. And yes, until, and until I, was, you, I was excited, sure. And now I'm not, I, I want to stress both for you and for the audience, I am in no way shitting on your excitement for this film prior to it coming out, sure. you know. I'm not, but like, I, I was like, okay, we're getting a Colin Firth prequel. Like, I honestly thought this would, I didn't, you know, like, oh. I, I, like, I'm like, okay, we're gonna get, we're gonna get that character's origin story now great you know what i mean like sure and i knew and and i and i was like i remember thinking to myself then there's no way they're gonna cast colin to do it so it's gonna be some other fucker that i could give a shit about do you know what i mean like i i it just had strike after strike going against it in my head you know what i mean and then like even at one point i thought rafe was gonna be playing harry and i'm like are you fucking kidding me like you know what i mean yeah, I before mean, because I, I had the, seen the before I knew the timeline. But go ahead, sorry. I had seen the trailer, so I knew it was going to be a World War One thing. Sure. Um, and I was like, that that doesn't make sense for um for the timeline. I kept thinking the the little so like I'm even trying to like double check it right here. Aaron Taylor Johnson has a very small role, and at first I was like, holy fuck, Kickass is in this. Which makes sense because you know Matthew Vaughn directed sure, him and sure. guys. Um, I kept thinking, like, is he playing somebody that is prevalent in like the first Kingsman or something? <laughs> and I kind of theorized that I thought he was playing Michael Caine's character. Mm, okay, but they're not. They're not the same name. One is Chester King. The other one is Archie Reed. Right. So I'm kind of thinking that what if he was Michael Gambon's character in what two? Was, what was his... Hold on, I got it right here. They never gave him his... They never gave a name, as far as I know. They they just called him Arthur. Yeah, that's how he's listed on the... Yeah. On the credits. So, yeah. I mean, that that's possible. Um, Because when he first popped up, he's like, oh, I'm Archie Reed. I kept thinking, like, is that Michael Caine's character's name? It's not. 
But I felt like they were really kind of pushing like a prequel, like, oh, this guy becomes someone really fucking important. Right, right. Later. Right. Um, I also found a little surprising that they kind of included him in the Kingsman. I didn't. In terms of this plot point, I was like, that's a because I don't want to reveal why he was in the film in the first place. Because that's a because that took me by surprise. I did not. You might have to remind me, but we can do that off air because I. Oh, is he the one that takes that shot? No, he's the he's the he's the one who delivers the news to Wraith. Oh, okay. He's the one who switched places, and then he and then by the end of the film, he's like a founding member and i'm like that's kind of random that is random yeah i thought that too i remember thinking i remember seeing that part and going that's kind of weird like it, I, right? I i agree with you yeah like all the other pieces despite the fact that they had the american ambassador mm-hmm. made sense like i was i was like okay i i'm not sure about the american but i'm still on board like i get that i get like all the other people at that table all kind of were like okay i get that even Z- yeah i i liked was it jola is that how you say it i think jola J- for who digimon shola shola yeah shola he becomes the new um the the first Mer- the first merlin really yeah. um the quarter, but they he doesn't even say Merlin. I well, he does, but he says quartermaster first, which is what that role kind he says, of is. He says, "Yeah, our quartermaster." Merlin. And I kind of feel like he gets a little bit of a shaft there, honestly, because he he could have been he, he easily could have been one of the seats at the table. He could have been a gal. Well, I here's my opinion. I think just because he is Merlin doesn't mean he's not a seat at the table. I think he is just as important, but. I also think because Rafe's kid, Oxford's kid, gave him that moniker of Merlin from the very beginning. Sure, it, w- it would it would have been almost an insult if he was anything but that. That's why I don't hate it, but I feel like he was capable enough to be a field agent, and the, and Merlin is not a field agent. Like he, even even in the first one, when no no no, even when in the first one, yeah, you've got you've got Mark Strong shooting motherfuckers, but he never leaves the plane. You know what I mean? Like he's not running through the he's not running through the thing with 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 Eggsy. You know what I mean? Like he's True. on the plane. He's the guy in the chair. He's the guy in the chair. I mean, he's the like... guy in the chair. And I and and I think they showed enough of Shola's abilities both in the final fight scene as well as the scene with Rasputin. Right. That I feel I... like he, I feel like he deserved a little more uh, maybe... credit than that. I think it's still possible and it's still a likelihood that because they have such little resources compared to their future counterparts, that he may still have to go out in the field. Speaking of resources, I did like it in the origin of how they have like people everywhere, like the spy, you know what I mean? Like, I really like that. I like that a lot. Like, he's like, yes, British intelligence has intel. We actually have people inside the room. And I'm like, bingo, you know what I mean? Like, I liked uh, Gemma Arterton and her whole fucking character. Is that Polly? Polly, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Because yeah. there's that part where she like gets right back in Ray's face and I'm like, oh, she's not just a maid. Like that was the first clue. She never that, like, was. She's... Yeah. And you knew that from the jump when when so, she, yeah. Yeah. When she it was when a great he introduction. calls her Yeah, when he calls her into the room and she's like, you know, I should have you written up for insolence or whatever. But yeah. Uh there because I I did not understand all these. Um, I, I, 
I'm trying what? to no, I'm trying to figure out a total line and complain about something I didn't like. You could try. The scene we talked about with the guy from Kick Ass, what precedes that, but the purpose for him being there mm-hmm. to deliver the message that we're talking about. I mm-hmm. didn't like that it gets there. I don't I mean I think it's necessary for the for the the uh formation of the ultimate scene at the end. I kind of get it, but I still mm-hmm. didn't like that it happened that way. What I think I hated even more is that the person who did it seems to have gotten off scot free. <laughs> no pun intended, right? No. It's really not, but yes, I get, yeah, you're right, but yeah. But I'm I'm kind of with you. I was very upset, and, and I was very shocked. I was like, what the fuck? Like, Steph and I were like, did not see that I, I think I think the ultimate outcome of that needed to happen, but I would have preferred it to have happened in the service of what ultimately becomes the Kingsman as opposed to the way that it did. Well... See, I have an answer to this, but it might it might ruin the whole thing. In so terms, the best, like, in in terms, terms of, of towing the line and trying not to. Okay. Yeah. So the best I can do is, I think it was it was Colin Firth in the first movie. He said, "We we are started. We our 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 organization was started from a company who had lost all their heirs in the I, first film." I, I realize that, but I'm saying the way that it happened. Like, I know that ultimate end had to happen because of that sentence. I, I'm yeah. there. The way that it happened is where I have the problem. I'm kind of with you. I, I felt like it was a bit sudden. And and of all the characters I would have liked, I would have liked for him to be the, the, the shooter, so to speak, the Scotsman, to be put, thrown in jail. Or, you know, or whatever. Or something, like, something. Something. Yeah. Some level of, of punishment. Of right. Um, yeah. I'm looking up. Uh, this is kind of weird. I went on Google just to, like, type in, like, the Kingsman cast. Because there's certain characters I want to remember. I have all the movies open on IMDb. So if you need something, let me know. I mean. Well, on, on here, someone really fucked up the casting. Like, names, right? Okay. So... They have Stanley Tucci listed as Merlin. Yeah, that's not right at all. And they have Digimon Hansu as Shola, which is accurate, but like Yeah, and, and Mer- there is no Merlin on the on the IMDB. Stucci tu- Stucci, Jesus Christ. Tucci's here, but he's listed as the American United States ambassador. That's it. I know. All I did was type in the King's Man like cast on and Google showed it. They also list Colin Firth in the film. I think there was a no, no, there was nothing. They, he just, but it says like Harry Hart. Um, I was trying to think if there was like a like a flash forward or something, but no, no I mean there was not. Kind, there was a next scene that kind of hints at what to come, and he which, wouldn't have been in that scene anyway from a time perspective. Which I was really kind of like, oh. There. Oh, the only fuck. problem with that is you need a. Th- it's a thirty-year gap between where that movie ends and when that when that really would make an impact. Sure. And well, I don't think I mean, he was involved with that group for thirty years. He was there for a number of years before he took over, but he was not there for thirty years. The historical figure of of that person that we're talking about that we're alluding. I think died at the age of 56 or so. 
So if let's say he's 18, 19, it could work. But he's not, but he's in the uniform. That's where I've got a problem. He's in the uniform of well, the organization. Of the organization he ultimately takes over for. And I'm saying that he was not involved in that organization until much later in his life. And that's the problem with movies like this that are like set in a time period where it's like we know the historical facts. Like you're 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 fucking like you're this is no historical fiction. Like like also, despite everything we talked about Rasputin, the majority of how old did you say he was? I'm not asking you to say names. How old? When the when that person died, or when he killed himself, I think he was 56. You're right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't say you were wrong, but I was curious. So. I always get a little nervous every time I like look, like I search, like someone who's like regarded. Like I'm always afraid, People like the FBI homework. agent. People still do reports and papers. I and know, stuff, but so it, I, I always mean, get a little nervous. Like. I think if um, you were searching up the organization he was a part of, that's when he can be a little more scared, you know, for lack of a better word. Um, Um, I felt like Charles Dance was wasted in this film. I mean, sure. Um, What I did not expect was the character Marta Hari. I didn't know anything about Marta Hari. Yeah. Um, And I totally liked that they included her into this world. Um, Same with... um, uh, Gavrilo Princip, the guy who um, ultimately took down the what the Hungarian prime minister or whatever, because that happened. What we see on film is essentially what happened in real life. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Oh, you're talking about the guy that yes, the guy that takes down Arch Archduke for Ferdinand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we yeah, can say that. I... We can say that part because we already said it's based on World War One, and that is that is the the event that kicks off World War One. So that's very not, true. We're not spoiling and, anything. And what there. you see is what pretty much happened. Like I looked it up, and it's yeah, like I there was a failed attempt, and mm-hmm. then he managed to be like, "Oh shit!" He just passed right by me and shot him in a fucking like I, they thought they were like cool, like oh he survived assassination attempt. Let's just keep going. Right, it wasn't so much, oh, they just passed, they had a backup, the the reality of is there was a backup plan should something like that occur, and that's, so it's not this, it wasn't the same person who fucks up the first part that ends up succeeding in the second part, it was like, there was like three people working together, if I read my history correctly, but. (laughs) Speaking of three people working together, or one person playing three people. Well, just real quickly, the, the, yes, and I want to touch on that too, but. The existence of the series of events are what happens. They just twisted a little bit about how it's executed. No right. pun, no pun intended the there. We're not even right. talking about that. I'm talking about it being all one person. It was actually a small group, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like Tom Hollander, not to be confused with Tom Holland, Tom Hollander, the actor. Mm-hmm. But I was, it actually, like, it kind of confused me of him playing three roles, and they're all cousins, and they're all I, identical with different accents, and I was I, like, what the fuck? I didn't have a problem with it, but I actually didn't realize it till I looked it up. To me, I didn't, and then it's just that it goes back to you and I being different. Like, I didn't, I didn't think it was the same guy all three ways. I didn't see it. Oh, I knew it was, I knew it was the same actor, because I, I recognize that actor a lot. Sure. Uh, but I was... One thing I didn't know is all three of those fucking figures of history were all cousins. I did not know that Nicholas II was like the cousin of fucking what yeah. Charles the yeah fucking yeah they're whatever. all they were all related to each other yeah 
but they made it seem like they were so close in the bloodline that they were identical, which I'm not sure would be likely. No, not likely. And I, I, that to me, I didn't see ident. I know it's the same guy, but I, I didn't see it as identical. I saw it as going for, um, same bloodline like it is, and 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 a resemblance, you know, because I have cousins that I know resemble each other that are not from the same direct bloodline. You know what I mean? Like they're not identicals, but they definitely resemble each other. You know? Meanwhile, so, nobody believes that me and my brothers are related. <laughs> No, Until I mean, we open that, our mouths. Right. And that, I mean, that happens sometimes, too. So, like, I'm not, you know. Right. Uh, I'm not I'm not saying you're necessarily, you know, wrong for your, your thoughts on that. But, honestly, his version of King Richard, I, I, at one point, had to look up to make sure it wasn't fucking Paul Giamatti. Because, mm-hmm. no, it, it, it. That's fair. You could have thought that was Paul Giamatti doing that role, and yes, actually, sir. you know who it reminded me of is um, because you and I are both big fans of The Illusionist. Yeah, remember his role was Inspector. Um, I forget the Inspector's name, Ooh. but he, yeah, like yeah. I, I, I mean, same same character, same same mustache. Yeah, That's I'm with same you. same mustache, same inflections. That's another actor I could see. Uh, Rufus Sewell, the guy who played the villain in The Illusionist. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy who's also like the he's bad guy in Night's Tale. Dropped, he's kind of dropped off the map, though. Like, um, I'm not saying he's not acting anymore, but he, he was like, he was in that. He was in Night's Tale. You know, I think he was in something else that I saw. He was, in, it, the, he was in The Holiday with um, uh, Cameron Diaz. Oh, that I didn't see, but sure. It, that's a decent, like, Kind of that's kind of a decent flag. Sure. Um I got it right now. He is doing because I feel like he was in something recent enough where I'm like, oh shit, he got old. Well he was he's in the Jigsaw TV series, apparently. The Jigsaw TV series? Yeah. There's a Jigsaw TV what? Yeah. First episode hasn't aired yet, I don't think. But centered around the large Oh, it it's not that jigsaw. It's not that would just be called Saw, then. I, I, I okay. Yeah. Um, let me see what he's currently doing on Wikipedia. Uh, I'm in his IMDb right now. I mean, oh, he's on that show, The Man in the High Castle. Oh so... yeah, yeah, he was in that too. I like that show. I, I stopped after the second season, but yeah, I like that show. He's also. I'm sure... I oh, he was that's in that. where I saw him recently. What? He was in Judy, that Judy Garland movie with Renee Zellweger. Oh. And he was also in the newest M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong movie, Old. And I remember being like, holy fuck, he did get old. All right. Well, there you go. Um, but you're right. He would fit in this world. I, I agree yeah. with you. I, but I think, I think the prequel world, not the, not yeah. the modern He's one. old English. Yeah. Yeah. Like a malt liquor. Uh, which, ironically, I think he was drinking in The Illusionist. Um, I mean, I, we're trying not to spoil too much of this, so like, it kind of like it makes it hard. To, of- it, yeah, it makes it a little hard to talk about. I I, I will say this: uh, it's the most serious of the three. I agree. Um, but I was okay with that. Like, it really was okay. Like, I didn't mind that. I, I think if I showed Dad the Kingsman movies, the first two, Dad wouldn't really like it. He might be like, oh, it's kind of stupid. But, but he would dig the fuck out of the third one. 
he would also be like, it's wrong history. It doesn't make sense, but it's still entertaining. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, yeah. yeah, Wonder Woman wasn't in World War One either, motherfucker. <laughs> right, right, right. That's um, the golden circle right there. Yeah, man. Her fucking lasso, which also someone wearing a lasso, holding lasso was fucking Pedro Pascal. Whiskey. Wow. Oh, well, yeah. 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 How about that? So he wields a fucking lasso in a movie called The Golden Circle, and then he also gets... And she fucks him. She prevents him from destroying the world with a golden lasso. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And if you really, really want to tie it all together, you know, like you said, World War One, and yeah. you know, Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Pilot in the World War One. Yeah. Okay. Plane scene and yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of like, would Gal Gadot work in? The Kingsman movies. No, but Wonder Woman would. <laughs> no, I mean, to your uh, same point of the Penguin kind of being a disgruntled... That That's fair. All right. I'll, I'm, I'm with you. I, yeah. I think if they had like an actual goddess on their side, there would never be a problem. Yeah, but you wouldn't have much she, of a movie. That's true. She, I mean, she would have solved the, the Valentine problem real fucking quickly. She would have been like... Hey, uh, Nick Fury, stop it. <laughs> Cap, Cap is World War Two, right? Correct. No joke. I'm just, I'm just trying to. Yeah, yeah. correct. Okay. Um, which Stanley fucking Tucci? That's he's true. Er, he's sign. Yeah, that's true. Another Austrian who, who fucking fucks with you know history. Yeah. Um, we we are really trailing with, with, without, off here. Without We're... without revealing what, because I think we can do this unless we can try. Did you like who the shepherd? I can say the shepherd because that's that's not ruining anything. That's just the code name he went by. I I, I did I didn't see it coming. I but I but before you say a word, I remember when they did the reveal, and I'm not spoiling it. I promise. Going, Rico saw that coming a mile away. I said that out loud to myself. I didn't, I'll admit, I did not see it coming a mile away, but I was not, I, I thought they could have done better. I, I did suspect he was involved, just not to the degree. Does that make sense without spoiling it? Correct. I, if I'm being honest, I kind of half expected it was going to be like, I don't know. I don't know how they were going to do it. I expected a bigger actor, like a big oomph of like a role, like a cameo role. I, I, I kind of have to agree with you there. I do. And and honestly, I can tell you the actor I thought it was without spoiling the, the, the reveal, right? Since it's not this. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be Ewan McGregor. Why Ewan McGregor? It's just what I heard in the voice when the when the character was talking to his his table. Oh, just Scottish voice and Scottish accent. And, and, but also, like, because you were you, it was not like it was you know Doctor Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget. Like you saw, <laughs> you no, but you saw him. And he just never showed his face, right? True. So you shave at you and McGregor's head and stand him in that same spot. I think he's about the same height and build as the guy that ends up being that character. Um, I mean, sure. I, 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 I half expect. I just felt like it was 
not a very good reveal. I mean, like... No, no, I agree with you, but I'm saying that would have been a good reveal, and I think it would have worked. Yeah, if they had thrown someone like Ewan in, um, I could... I could see it. I I would have been I would have been far more impressed. But like, holy shit, fucking Ewan was in this. That's right? Great. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I I was kind of underwhelmed of that whole. Did that you reveal. like? I'm trying to. Did you like that he had his own table of people? Kind of. Kind of. Uh, yeah, the, he had the, his own anti Kingsman. Yeah, it was the yin yang of the Kingsman before the Kingsman were a thing. Because up to that up through the whole and, and and spoilers to this this one I think we can spoil the kingsmen are never officially the kingsmen mm-hmm. until we, basically till, the end till the end and we've already kind of said that so I'm not really spoiling right. anything but like so you you have the anti kingsmen through the bulk of the fucking movie really right you know um with Rasputin and uh, Mary Hardy and, and blah 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 yeah and but I'll yeah. I'll tell you who I would have I, I, I think if, if I had expect if if I knew what I know, I would have made the surprise character reveal in the post credit scene, I would have made him the villain in the shadows from the very beginning. That's what I would have done. I'm not saying no, it's a better idea. I, I would I, I don't think I would have liked that. I mean I'm not saying that what was done was good, but I, I think I would have liked that less. Mm. I don't know. I I felt like I I got a little bit more interested in like ooh, like I was more interested in a a future Kingsman movie if they're going in that direction with that surprise little role than I was with oh and the big reveal is blank and I'm like I eh, I know okay. I I agree with you there but I don't know that I like him being the head of that table you know what I mean if or anything least, yeah. If anything, I would have liked, and I'm 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 mixing worlds here on purpose because I don't remember the name, but like I would have almost liked it better if Zemo had killed him himself as opposed to how he died. How sure? And, I'm, yeah. and then and then Zemo and Rafe have the fight that, for lack of a better the description, ends in a draw, and that way you still get the scene we get at the end. Zemo gets away, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Bingo, right. And you still get the scene that we get at the end mm-hmm. the, that sets up the next the next one. And, I'm and, with you. And that, and then, and then, to your point, Rico, that character kills off Zemo. And I'm not saying you do it in every film where they keep killing off the head of the table, but that would play through to the power structure you, you would need for the next one. And then it could just stay that way and reality could play through as it does. You know what I mean? Well, we it, didn't get that. And I have an answer as to why, but it'll, it will kind of end the episode. So do you have anything more to say? I'm not enough to be that upset about it. <laughs> okay. So I, my answer to that is, uh, it's like you said to Harry. This ain't that kind of movie, bruv. Hey, motherfuckers, get ready for a long closing that us podcasters are obligated to do. I try to make this funny, so bear it all with me. If you're currently listening to this after an episode, then you already know how to find us. But if someone played this for you and you need directions, then you can listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Or simply Google us. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Seriously. 
We're not just saying that because we want to. We need your acceptance. Also, we do it live. Fuck it. Sorry. What I mean to say is we show off our shenanigans every Friday on getvocal.com slash pod askew. That is vocal spelled V-O-K-L. This is a way for our fans and friends and family to interact with us and occasionally offer to pay for therapy. Catch these interventions at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Do the math if you're not in either of those time zones. Also, if you happen to like us individually, I do a live reading of books called Rico's Reads. This means I take a look and read a book. Currently, I'm waiting for LeVar Burton to sue my literate ass, but I add funny voices and say fuck a lot. So it's not true plagiarism. So let me tuck your ass in on Thursdays on GetVocal.com at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And for you West Coast dudes, that means 4 p.m. If you want to agree with or yell at us, especially CJ, follow him and me and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew. I am at Rance Rico. And CJ is at M underscore Blade. Clearly, he put more thought into his username than I. We want to thank Logo Mike for our logo. That's why we call him Logo Mike. The dude is our very own Michelangelo. If you want or need some good art, hit him up at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. We got to give a big sloppy thank you to Samuel Lemons for all the original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel dash Lemons. When life gives you Sam Lemons, you better pucker up and fucking finally. And most important, we have to thank all of you. Well, we don't have to. We want to. It really does mean a lot to CJ and I. You guys have prioritized your time listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. Hang tight for the post-credit. Damn it. I need a smoke. Excuse me. If you're looking for another rent boy, they're on the corner of Smith Street. Manners. Maketh man. Yeah.